0: Hi, I'm Ken. Damn it! Every fucking time. <laughs> and I'm D?
1: Am I D? And you are D. And this is Chris. Hi. And Paris. Hello. Once again, together as the Terrible Antique Brook Freaks to tackle <laughs> Terrible Tarnaki, Antique brook the Ghost freaks? Finder. And- are- terrible are- are- Antique we- Brook Freak. Antique Brook Freak. <laughs>
2: <Are> we- <laughs> Are we trying to find antique brooks now? That seems hard.
1: I can think of three
2: in the
0: area.
1: <laughs> They're probably all antiques. Yeah, technically. yeah. Sinning Flesh not- Brook is my personal favorite, but Destruction Brook is a close second.
0: Sin mm-hmm. and Flesh is incredible, yeah.
1: The Puritans, <sighs> I think, were the best at naming brooks.
2: Yeah. Of they all were cultures. The, I mean, they were the best at names. Like, think of all those children named, like,. She who hath sinned and like gotten, <laughs> yeah. You know, they really covered the gamut.
1: Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Anyway, but welcome. Today <laughs> we tackle the final story in the complete Karnaki, the Ghost Finder, the Hog.
2: I think this is the Ooh. third time we've said it was the final story, but I think this time <laughs> it's real. This is the real final story. Uh, yeah, I think this is. Actually I just
3: kept the last insisting. One. I just wanted it to be over and I thought I could will it into existence, but now hopefully this is the time where we will finally conquer Karnaki's hog once and for all.
1: Who here is ready for Karnakis
3: Hog? You know wow. what, Chris?
2: Maybe maybe you can conquer Karnaki's hog, but I, I'm counting myself out.
3: I've been practicing and preparing for months for this. And
2: I'm ready. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, let's let's get on the hog. Yeah. yeah. The terrible antique book freaks has taken a turn already, and we haven't even begun the story. So saddle up, saddle up!
1: Now, for those of you just tuning in, Carnacki the Ghost Finder is a collection of Edwardian Sherlock Holmes ripoff short stories with a supernatural twist by William Hope Hodgson, published 1910. That's it. That's my history blurb. We can go. <laughs> oh, I, I, I okay, let's you go. Cool. We can well, go. later. <laughs> You usually... We have
2: to do this. No, no, I, th- <laughs> I thought you usually explain how we read it and like that we're going to read the whole story. I do, and don't I? Rules. Yeah, yeah.
3: We're all just so ready to be done.
1: We will be reading it Eye of Argon style, which means we will each be taking a turn reading until we either crack up or fuck up, at which point it passes to the next reader. And heckling is strongly encouraged. Oh, it sure is. <laughs>
3: Get it all, right. all out now, because you're never going to have another chance again. It's uh, your last chance, everybody. You know, Fuck this place up. I
2: don't yeah. think I can handle that. I love doing... These are... I'm sorry, Chris, but these might be one of... These might be my favorite episodes to record.
1: If you think I haven't been stockpiling bad Victorian spec fic ever since I realized there were a finite number of Karnacki stories, you have another thing coming. It does not end here.
2: <laughs>
0: Ken, my hero, my prince from another <laughs> realm. I, I, yeah, I knew deep down that Ken was going to come in clutch.
2: Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh, Oh, thanks. Well, that
3: means it's just going to be a brand new set of horrors for me at some point. So I guess that's at least comforting. At least it'll be different.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe. (laughs) I was just going to say. You know, like if
3: you've been in hell for thousands of years (laughs) and you've had your dick ripped off constantly and like reattached again, (laughs) when they switch into just stuffing uh, things up your butthole for the next thousand years that are too big for your butthole, it's probably at least interesting, right?
1: There's variety true
2: (laughs) you know i was gonna say something and then i realized how laughably stupid and untrue it was going to be but i was going to say yeah maybe the next thing we read won't be so like in the closet uh and gay but no it's of course it's going to be it's victorian ghost fiction it's going to be gay if not gayer than the karnacki story. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's Victorian (laughs) fiction curated by me specifically, so I'm very sorry, but this trend (laughs) is going to continue.
2: That's true. No, it's great. It's a good time. (laughs) Uh, All right. So we never, ever can figure out, like, who should start. Uh, And I can't remember who started last time. Do we have... uh, Dee, have you started an episode? I don't think I have, honestly. Hey, you know what? You want to get up on the hog first? I'm going to get up on the fucking hog. Nice! That's right. one of those
1: like, mechanical bulls in bad restaurants.
2: Yeah, but it's a hog. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: There was that one bar that was on Bar Rescue that had the whale. What? Yeah, oh, it didn't really make that's up.
2: That's in New with... Bedford, isn't it? Isn't
0: yeah. it Yeah, New Bedford? Yeah, oh, yeah that, was, that was Lee Bad's, which has changed operation
1: twice, I think. We had a mechanical whale restaurant in our very own city, and we never went. It was not a restaurant. And
0: to, <laughs> and to be fair, the other moments on Bar Rescue that featured this was I'm pretty sure like bugs in the liquor. So like you know, I wasn't inclined to go back.
1: Again. <laughs> I I was actually kind of saying... the designated driver. I don't care if there's bugs in the liquor.
2: Uh, I thought you were gonna say like it was hardly a, it, it wasn't a restaurant. and It was certainly not a city. <laughs> it was like <laughs> I mean it's really not,
1: arguably a city. Ar- arguably by government structure alone.
2: <laughs> yes, that's the only thing holding it up.
1: We're a city in the way that Greenfield's a city. Listen to all of you desperately,
3: desperately trying not to start this story so that Karnaki will never be over for us.
1: I know
2: exactly, no, no.
0: exactly. I want to live with, like this forever.
2: All right, I'm going to sit on the hog bench and let D take it away. All right,
0: I'm looking at the hog. You guys, you guys know that now that I've made such a big deal about taking the like, point on it, I'm going to fuck up like immediately. <laughs> yeah, that's am Here to
1: take okay. the hog. <clears throat>
0: Here we go. Karnaki the hog. We had finished dinner, and Karnaki had drawn his big chair up to the fire and started his pipe.
2: Uh, That's not the first sentence I have. Oh, wait. That's whoa, the first what? sentence I have uh oh no oh, yeah. <laughs>
4: do we have different editions
2: <laughs> what the first... fuck the first sentence i have is this jessup arkwright taylor and i had each of us taken up our favorite positions and waited for Karnaki to begin that's, that's, my second that's what we sentence. have
1: for the second sentence yeah
2: what why do i not have Did... the first sentence that's why do i does our edition
3: cut out one f- sentence, intros- sentence? Oh, no. Okay, so we can't be doing this if there's different sentences, you guys. This well, is it's the same sentence. You guys eldritch. are just
1: missing one. Yeah, okay, wait. What Sorry. if other
3: sentences later are missing?
1: Then it's we'll find out Because we have a, a other addition to co- cross-compare it to.
0: Yeah. Okay. So,
1: Sorry, we, I yeah.
2: just heard something no, different f- panicked.
0: No, it's it's fine. Like That is extremely weird. Uh, <laughs> All right. Jessup, Arkwright, Taylor, and I had each of us taken up our favorite positions. Waited for Karnaki to begin. My favorite position
1: was (laughs)
0: doggy style. Was hoggy (laughs) style. Yeah, Hoggy style. What I'm going to tell you about happened in the next room, he said, after drawing at his pipe for a while. It has been a terrible experience. Dr. Witten first brought the case to my notice. We'd been chatting over a pipe at the club one night about an article in the Lancet. And Witten mentioned having just such a similar case in a man called Baines. I was interested at once. It was one of those cases of a gap or flaw in a man's protection barrier, I call it. Yeah? It's the condom broke. Yeah. <laughs> a-, a failure to be, what I might term, efficiently insulated, spiritually, <laughs> from the outer
1: monstrosities. You know, those I feel like you could wolves. go down to any crystal shop today and have this exact same conversation.
2: Yeah, can confirm. Can confirm.
1: <laughs> yeah. From what I knew of Witten,
0: I knew he'd be no use. You all know Witten. A decent sort, hard headed, practical, stand no kind of nonsense sort of man. All right at his own job when that job's a fractured leg or a broken collarbone. But he'd never have made anything of the Baines case.
2: I love how he's like, yeah, he's a doctor, but like, he can't figure out yeah, ghosts.
0: Whatever. <laughs> like, okay. Oh, oh, look at me. I'm a doctor. I'm gonna go fix your fucking leg now. Useless. Fuck. He's Fuck never Karnacki. even shot a
3: gun down a hallway
0: that's dark. Yeah. Yeah, he'd get fired if he did that. Fucking He's loser. An,
2: he doesn't even own a horse costume. Like, who <laughs> is. Fucking. <he>? <laughs> Lol.
0: <laughs> for a space, Karnaki puffed meditatively at his pipe, and we waited for him to go on with his tale. I told Witten to send Baines to me, he resumed. And the following Saturday, he came up. A little sensitive man. I liked him as soon as I set eyes on him. After a bit, I got him to explain what was troubling him and questioned him about what Dr. Witten had called his dreams. Uh, they're more than dreams, he said. No, They're so no, real no, that they're actual no, experiences no, no. to
1: me. No, no, no it's I amazing. Support let this. it I'm this. vocal <laughs> choice. I'm, I'm supporting this one. Let
2: it happen. I support. It's the majority rules. Let it continue. <laughs> They're oh, simply gosh. horrible, and yet there's
0: nothing very definite in them to tell you about. They generally come just as I am going off to sleep. I'm hardly over before suddenly I seem to have got down into some deep, vague place, some inexplicable and frightful horror all about me. I can never understand what it is, for I never see anything. Only I always get a sudden knowledge, like a warning, that I have got down into some terrible place, a sort of hell place, I might call it. <laughs> yes, yeah, well, hell place. No...
3: So just hell. <laughs> Welcome
0: to hell place. It's actually the sequel to Melrose Place. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah it takes place in the early 2000s yeah. and then goes into now <laughs> is
1: hell place where pinhead lives
0: yeah yeah that's where he is that's his uh 508 hell place uh yes. 6- 666 hell place
2: apartment 666 uh, Hell Place 420
0: uh, twenty sixty nine. there got him <laughs> where i have no business ever to have wandered and the warning is always insistent even imperative I must get out, get out, or some enormous horror will come at me Bro <laughs> Wow
2: <laughs> Some demon what a, what is like
1: ball. Some demon is like bro! <laughs> bro Come at Can... me, Scrub Lord, I'm ripped <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm a giant hog, you can't stop me <laughs>
0: Can't you pull yourself back? I asked
1: him. Can't you wake up? Can't you pull out? It's easy, man. Just do it. Like I don't see what the problem is. It's the easiest way to do it. Or you could just like get a barrier without a flaw in it. Yeah, like a response. But I can't feel
2: anything. And like it's just—it's not. I need to feel the ghosts. (laughs) Come on. Yeah,
0: I need to feel the edges of horror. What the fuck are you talking about? No, he told me. That's just what I can't do, try as I will. I can't stop going along this labyrinth of hell, as I call it to myself. Towards some dreadful unknown horror, the warning is repeated ever so strongly, almost as if the live me of my waking moments was awake and aware. Something seems to warn me to wake up. That whatever I do, I must wake up. Oh, fuck.
2: <laughs> I must fuck! Uh...
0: <laughs> I must fuck! I gotta fuck! <laughs> I can't pull out! It's all over I live to
3: fuck. I, have to fuck. I live to
0: fuck and I have to fuck to live. It woke up and it's all over me. It's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I was like a double failure on my part.
2: Oh. All
1: right, Chris or Paris, who's up next? <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it.
2: All right, all right. good luck, Chris. Something seems to warn
3: me to wake up, that whatever I do, I must wake, wake, and bake. And then my consciousness comes suddenly alive, and I know that my body is there in the bed. But my essence or spirit is still down there in that hell place, wherever it is, in a danger that is both unknown and inexpressible, but so overwhelming that my whole spirit seems sick with terror. So this is like textbook sleep paralysis, yeah? Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. it, it
2: really is, it really is.
3: I keep saying to myself all the time that I must wake up, he continued. But it is as if my spirit is still down there, and as if my consciousness knows that some tremendous invisible power is fighting against me. I know that if I do not wake then, I shall never wake up again, but go down deeper and deeper into some stupendous horror of soul (laughs) destruction. I've played my trap (laughs) card and put Dark Magician in defense mode. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh my god that, now you're gonna get him
3: <laughs> so that I fight my body lies in the bed there and pulls and the oh, power yeah. down Shark there falls. in that labyrinth exerts itself too <laughs> <laughs> so that a feeling of despair greater than any I have ever known on this earth comes on me <laughs> no. no shit
2: oh no
3: was that about this being the best Karnaki? Yeah, this is the best oh, no one so far. No
1: said best, they just said scariest. <laughs> I know
3: that if I give way and cease to fight and do not wake, then I shall pass out, out to that monstrous horror which seems to be silently calling my soul to destruction. Then I make a final stupendous effort, he continued, and my brain seems to fill my body like the ghost of my soul. What? I can even <laughs> open my eyes and see with my brain or consciousness <laughs> out of what? my own eyes.
0: fuck? You're seeing with your brain 24-7. Yeah,
2: I... Okay.
3: I can see the bedclothes, and I know just how I am lying in the bed. Yet the real me is down in that hell in terrible danger. Can you get me? He asked.
0: <laughs> come get me. No, mom, you... mom, mom, they got beer. You gotta come get me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm oh, in the hell place. Mom, hell, hell is scary. hell is yeah. scary. Come get me. Get me. Oh, they're watching a scary movie. Do, do you guys
3: realize that he did the Karnaki thing at Karnaki?
2: Yes, I did. Yeah.
3: So the next line is actually great because Karnaki goes, perfectly. I replied.
2: <laughs> uh, Can well, you
0: possibly understand?
3: Well, you know, he went on. I fight and fight. Down there, in that great pit, my very soul seems to shrink back from the call of some brooding horror that impels it silently a little further. Always a little further round a visible corner, which if I once pass, I know I shall never return again to this world. Desperately I fight brain and consciousness fighting together to help it. The agony is so great that I could scream were it not that I am rigid and frozen in bed with fear.
2: Oh, yeah, rigid. <laughs>
3: Then, just when my strength seems almost gone, soul and body win, and blend slowly, and I lie there worn out with this terrible, extraordinary fight. I have still a sense of a dreadful horror all about me, as if out of that horrible place some brooding monstrosity had followed me up, and hang still and silent and invisible over me, threatening me there in my bed. Do I make it clear to you? He asked. It's like some monstrous presence. "'Yes,' I said. "'I follow you.' The man's forehead was actually covered with sweat, so keenly did he live again through the horrors he had experienced. After a while, he continued. "'Now comes the most curious part of the dream, or whatever it is,' he said. "'There's always a sound I hear as I lie there exhausted in the bed. "'It comes while the bedroom is still full of the sort of atmosphere of monstrosity "'that seems to come up with me when I get out of that place.' I hear the sound coming up out of that enormous death, and it is always the noise of pigs. Pigs grunting, you know, it's just simply dreadful. The dream is always the same. Sometimes, I've had it- Dreadful
2: oinking! Yeah, this is bizarre. Okay.
3: Sometimes, I've had it every single night for a week, until I fight not to go to sleep, but of course, I have to sleep sometimes.
2: Are you- are you eating bacon every day? And is this just the soul of the pig you ate? It's fucking with you?
1: squeak of your greasy little heart still trying to beat amidst (laughs) the (laughs) bacon wrapped around it.
2: Ten points to Ken.
1: (laughs) Uh. I think that's how a person
3: might go mad, don't you? He finished. I nodded and looked at his sensitive face. Poor beggar. He had been through it, and no mistake. Tell me some more. I said. The grunting. What does it sound like exactly?
0: A pig, dude! What are you not listening? <laughs> it, it's a fu- city slicker. The, the, the fuck, fuck is it <laughs> Fucking killing me. Why is he so stupid?
3: It, it's just like pigs grunting, he told me again. Only much more awful. There are grunts and squeals and pig howls, like you hear when their food is being brought to them at a pig farm. You know those large
0: pig farms where
3: they keep hundreds of pigs? <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah,
0: as opposed to the pig who farms? needs this much assistance to figuring
1: out where pigs come from? Okay, quick theory: this story was written immediately after William Hope Hodgson, for whatever reason, had to go to a pig farm. It was just so completely disgusted by everything he experienced there, he immediately came home and typed this up. He hated that shit. Wait, are you oh are God. you are
2: you serious? Or are you making that up?
1: That's my theory.
2: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I think that's a good theory.
1: City Slicker solid. encounters pigs for the first time.
2: Yeah, very, very, very solid.
3: It all blends to in a queer, horrible way, I've heard it. A sort of swinish, clamoring melody that grunts and roars and shrieks in chunks of grunting sounds, all tied together with squealings and shot through with pig howls. I've sometimes thought there was a definite beach in it. For every now and again, there comes a gargantuan grunt breaking through the million pig-voiced roaring, a stupendous grunt that comes in with a beat. Can you understand me? It seems to shake everything. do I just
1: want, like, a dubstep remix where all, like, the industrial sounds are replaced with, like, varying pig grunts, like a keyboard full of pig grunts. Don't worry, Ken, i already... Future Chris has has
3: already added that in. I'm just letting
1: you know. Okay, thank God. Future Chris took notes, yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Future Chris.
2: That has to already exist out there. I will check with Tanner, but, like, there's got to be a pig squeal, pig noise project somewhere.
0: It's called Job, it's called job for a Cowboy. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it
3: seems to shake everything. It's like a spiritual earthquake. The howling, squealing, grunting, rolling clamor of swinish noise coming up out of that place... <laughs> And then the monstrous <laughs> grunt rising up through it all. I feel like I've said this already, but I really want to sell it to you. Swinish clamoring. I ha- I, see, that was my vocabulary for the day. I like to... Okay, well. An ever-recurring beat out of the depth, the voice of the swine. Mother of monstrosity, beating up from below through all the chorus of mad swine hunger. It's no use. I can't explain it, even though I just did a whole lot. No one ever could. <laughs> It's just terrible. And I'm afraid you're saying to yourself that I'm in a bad way. That I want a change or a tonic. That I must buck up or I'll land myself in a madhouse. If only you could understand. Dr. Whitten seemed to half understand, I thought. But I know he has only sent me to you as a sort of last hope. He thinks I'm booked for the asylum. I could tell it.
1: What are the odds that this dude just lives above an extremely specific secret club? (laughs)
2: Yeah, you know.
0: (laughs) yeah? He Can't be a be. pig before 5 p.m. You <laughs> might, might be onto it,
2: onto
0: there.
3: Nonsense, I said. Don't talk such rubbish. You're as sane as I am!
4: That's
0: not, not oh, saying much Bad, yeah. bad sign, buddy. I'd be worried if I were you. Yeah,
2: me too.
3: Your ability to think clearly what you want to tell me, and then to transmit it to me so well that you compel my mental retina to see something of what you have seen, stand sponsor for your mental balance All right William you got to relax here with mental retina it, That's a lot of words that is It's a
0: lot for like a lot of shit going on I
3: can here. see why this is the longest one you got this is like a, a final term paper it has to be 200 pages or else
0: Oh well, the last two paragraphs were just a description of like what I look like at a buffet <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm going to investigate your case, and if it is what I suspect, one of those rare instances of a flaw or gap in your protective barrier, what I might call your spiritual insulation from the outer monstrosities, I've no doubt we can end the trouble, but we've got to go properly into the matter first, and there will certainly be danger in doing so. I'll risk it, replied Baines. I can't go on like this any longer. Very well, I told him. Go out now, and come back at five o'clock. I shall be ready for you then. And don't worry about your sanity. <laughs> You're alright, and we'll soon make things safe for you again. Just keep cheerful, and don't brood about it. I put in the whole afternoon preparing my experimenting room, across the landing there for his case. When he returned at five o'clock, I was ready for him and took him straight into the room. It gets dark this now my about 6.30. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I had the gags all prepared.
0: He put on his Dom jeans.
2: <laughs> <laughs> dom chaps.
0: It gets dark now,
3: about 6.30, as you know, and I had just nice time before it grew dusk to finish my arrangements. I prefer always to be ready before the dark comes. Baines touched my elbow as we walked into the room. There's something I ought to have told you, he said, looking rather sheepish. I've come so- up. Oh, there it is. I said I've uh, somehow. he You're
2: wants he wants to fuck Karnaki in the pig he, outfit he, he... oh my god yeah he's just
0: like oh I just squeal like a little piggy we're gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pig bottom how <laughs> do you <laughs> Karnaki? I'm just oh I grunt and squeal like oh can you help me Karnaki?
2: C- how do you how do you like your bacon
0: I don't like your bacon <laughs> over hard there's
1: something i ought to have told you he said (laughs) looking rather sheepish i've somehow felt a bit ashamed of it out with it i replied he hesitated a moment then it came out with a jerk
2: (laughs) (laughs) his penis flew out of his pants
1: i told you about the grunting of the pigs he said well i grunt too (laughs) Yeah, spot on. God. Why we always oh. predict this? We're oh. always trying to come oh in here, like, no, this God. is gonna be
3: fine. This cool, <laughs> oh and every time, every story, it's some weird sex thing. He's vibrating shit. This will be
2: the normal
0: He's... one. No, we all... No.
2: Karnacki, We all know grunt down here. We all grunt now.
1: Grunt <laughs> <laughs> for you, Carnacki. Uh i know it's horrible when i lie there in bed and hear those sounds after i've come up i just grunt back as if in reply (laughs) sorry i can't stop myself i just do it something makes me
0: i I never told
1: dr witten that i couldn't i'm sure now you think me mad he concluded he looked into my (laughs) face anxious and queerly ashamed Holy. We don't even have to make jokes. Yeah, this No, is fine. I mean,
2: they're just gonna have... Their, this is gonna be sex stuff. There ha- it has to be. There's no other alternative.
1: It's only the natural sequence of the abnormal events, and I'm glad you told me. I said, slapping him on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody
0: old pal.
1: <laughs> you, big, you great big homo, you. <laughs> it's just like football. It's not gay if you hit him. Yeah, I heard that from someone smart. It follows logically on what you had already told me. I have had two cases that in some way resembled yours. What happened? he asked me. Did they get better? One of them is alive and well today, Mr. Baines, I replied. The other man lost his nerve, and fortunately for all concerned, he is dead. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? um, <laughs> we don't want any the- <laughs> cowards living around here. Thank thank God that for- stupid son of a bitch killed himself. <laughs> Good. Fortunately
2: he's dead. I'm glad. Good god.
1: I shut the door and locked it as I spoke, and Bane stared round, rather alarmed, I fancy, at my apparatus. <laughs> oh, I think everyone would be, yeah. What are you going to do? He asked. Will it be a dangerous experiment? Dangerous oh, enough. No. Dangerous enough, I answered, if you fail to follow my instructions absolutely in everything. Uh.
3: This is some pigs, Dom sub stuff. Aww. Oh my oh,
0: yeah. god. Oh, yeah. I told you, you he's fucking... a pig bottom. Oh. ABO people need eat eat your fucking heart out. You'll never, <laughs> not even a- come close
1: to this. We both run the risk of never leaving this room alive. Have I your word <laughs> that I can depend on you to obey me oh, whatever happens? Oh,
2: yeah. Yep. Mm. Can oh, you sign boy.
1: this contract? <laughs> What's a butt plug? <laughs>
2: What is oinky play?
1: He stared round the room and then back at me. Yes, he replied, and you know I felt he would prove the right kind of stuff when the moment came. I began now to get things finally in train for the night's work. I told Baines to take off his coat and his boots. Then I dressed him entirely from head to foot in a single thick rubber combination overall, with rubber gloves and a helmet with ear flaps of the same material. How attached. does
2: this keep happening? Not... How are we so right Listen. every time what? we
0: said this? He legit this? putting on his dom jeans. Okay. Like what the guys,
3: fuck, guys? Okay, just He's no jokes are suit. gone now. We're we're letting jokes out the door because the the story's just going to do it for us. There's no point.
0: We we
2: had to, yeah we had to block we had to go lock jokes out of the room. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> He's wearing a I rubber pig suit. I dressed myself
1: in a similar suit.
2: Oh my god, they're both in rubber pig suits. And they're both locked in a room together that he said they may not return from.
1: Then I began on the next stage of the night's preparations. The First, Lube. the Vaseline.
3: <laughs> <laughs> then, I showed him my, oh my hog.
1: <laughs> First, I must tell you that the room measures 39 feet by 37. <laughs> what the what fuck? Is this? this- I yeah, must I tell you
2: Important. full fucking weirdest, pig
3: dungeon down here,
2: jeez. Where does where does BDSM start ever? I must tell you the measurements of the room were in- Yeah, so <laughs> hold on, the room
0: were in eight-foot ceilings, hardwood.
1: First I must tell you that the room measures 39 feet by 37 and has a plain board floor. Over which is fitted a heavy half-inch rubber oh, covering. Oh my god! Because Wait, in case we don't we want pee-pee? any sound escaping from this particular playroom. Now, do oh, it, you? Yeah. Oh, like
0: sound. My first thought was that he was going pee pee in this room. Oh, oh no! It's
2: absolutely to to keep the you know the blood sports and water sports contained and for sound.
1: <laughs> I had cleared the floor entirely, all but the exact center where I had placed a glass legged upholstered table. Literally, what the fuck? Why? Oh, glass? for conducting electricity. They're oh. doing the static model of electricity.
0: Oh my god, he's going to electrocute the son of a bitch!
1: I mean, I mean the rubber yeah. floor would help with that, yeah. And that's why he's got a rubber suit on. Oh, this is brilliant, actually. Uh. This is kinky as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> a pile of vacuum tubes and batteries and three pieces of special apparatus, which my experiment required. Now, Baines, I called. Come and stand over by this table. Don't move about. I've got to erect a protective quote-unquote barrier around us, and on no account must either of us cross over it by even so much as a hand or foot once it is built. We went over to the middle of the room, and he stood by the glass-legged table while I began to fit the vacuum tubing together around us.
2: And also on our penises.
1: I intended to use the new Spectrum quote-unquote defense, which I have been perfecting lately. This, I must tell you, consists of seven glass vacuum circles <laughs> with the red on the outside what? and the color circles lying inside what? it in the order of orange, yellow, green, blue, <laughs> indigo, and violet. If Definitely there was any gay. doubt as to what kind of club this was. Not
2: gay. Not gay. Very he's not certainly gay. not a gay Mm-mm. club, that's for
1: sure. Nope, nope,
2: nope. Very straight. <laughs> Very not sexual.
1: It's a very heterosexual club. The room was still fairly light, but a slight quantity of dusk seemed to be already in the atmosphere, and I worked quickly. Suddenly, as I fitted the glass tubes together, I was aware of some vague sense of nerve strain. And glancing round at Baines, who was standing there by the table, I noticed him staring fixedly before him. He looked absolutely drowned in uncomfortable memories. I'll bet he's pretty uncomfortable right now. Yeah, man.
2: yep, pretty
1: weird. For goodness sake, stop thinking of those horrors, I called out to him. I shall want you to think hard enough about them later. But in this specially constructed room, it is better not to dwell on things of that kind till the barriers are up. Keep your mind on anything normal or superficial. The theater will do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Think about that last piece you saw, The Gaiety. I'll talk to you in a moment. Oh! So, specifically, a theater fan has entered into an insulated room and put on a rubber suit (laughs) to stare at some rainbow tubes with a strange man.
2: Also, both rubber suits have ears on them.
1: Yes. For the hawk. Yes. It's
2: it's Mm. wicked
0: good is what I'm getting out of this.
2: I can, like... I thought that the um the the Jarvie was gonna be the gayest most sexual one. Like nothing could ever top it. And Every then this
1: single one is somehow but this one... gayer and more deeply erotic than the last. Yes,
2: and this one is the most erotic and the gay like for all the things Ken just named. This isn't like we didn't know this. Before we read it
1: like this. No, we read all these blind <laughs> like fools yeah. we do.
2: Yes. <laughs> so it's just incredible. And I really feel like Terriblo is with us when this happens. Like feel- Terriblo is
1: holding each of us. Yeah. I feel Terriblo in this Chili's tonight. I feel <laughs> Terriblo.
2: I feel Terriblo in-, in my heart. He's there. They're there. We actually, they're there. They're there with me.
1: Our God is an awesome God. <laughs> <He raised. laughs> Twenty minutes later, the quote-unquote barrier was completed all round us, and I connected up the batteries. The room, by this time, was graying with the coming dusk, and the seven differently coloured circles shone out with extraordinary effect, sending out a cold glare. By Jove! cried Baines. That's very wonderful. Very wonderful. My other apparatus, which I now began to arrange, consisted of a specially made camera, a modified form of phonograph with earpieces instead of a horn, and a glass disc composed of many th, 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 th,
2: Hang on, hang on. I gotta, I gotta get my my suit out. I just gotta get the little ears on. All right, yeah, get the ears on. All right, um, I'm I'm in. I'm ready. All
1: right, all right we got you.
2: <laughs> I guess I'll just start at the beginning of that sentence, even though
1: it's long. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I got lost in the fathoms.
2: Yeah, dude, it's all right. We got we got fucking rainbow vacuum cubes and people in rubber pig suits. It's a it's a tough one tonight. alright. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chris, we were doing the uh, Long Island Carnacki, right? <laughs>
3: Generic northeastern Carnacki for me. Oh, okay, really. yeah,
1: Boston Carnacki. Right.
2: My other apparatus, which I now began to arrange, consisted of a specially made camera, a modified form of phonograph with earpieces instead of a horn, and a glass disc composed of many fathoms of glass vacuum tubes arranged in a special way. It had two wires lead into an electrode, constructed to fit around the head. By the time I had looked over and fixed up these things... Fuck! I already fucked up! I missed the word oh, three! No. God damn it! Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I think that's my shortest run ever. I didn't even... God oh, damn it. No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: Well, D? It, okay, <sighs> alright.
0: By the time I'd looked over and fixed up these three things, night had practically come and the darkened room shone most strangely in the curious upward glare of the seven vacuum tubes. Now, Baines, I said, I want you to lie on this table. Now put your <laughs> hands down by your sides oh. and lie quiet and think. Oh. You've just got two- this is going a little Columbo. You've just got two things to do, I told him. One is to lie there and concentrate your thoughts on the detail of the dream you're always having, and the other is not to move off this table whatever you see or hear, whatever happens unless I tell you. You understand, don't you? Yes, he answered. I think you may rely on me not to make a fool of myself. <laughs> Alright, that's a big ask, man. I feel curiously safe with you somehow. Oh
1: my god. they are falling in love. Just, oh. Oh. Being around you, Karnaki, somehow feels like coming home. Yes. God, you're just uh... so. You make me feel so safe. <laughs> Your big arms, Karnaki. Your
0: I'm rubber bi- suits, I never that. Karnaki. Oh, wait. <laughs> Does that count as a fuck up? Because I did laugh no, at the end of that no, sentence. Right. I think okay. you're good. Yeah. This is taken rather by surprise. I'm glad of that, I replied, but I don't want you to minimize the possible danger too much. It may be horrible danger. Now just let me fix this band on your head, I added as I adjusted the electrode. I gave him a few more instructions, telling him to concentrate his thoughts particularly upon the noises he heard just as he was waking, and I warned him again not to let himself fall asleep. Don't talk, I said, and don't take any notice of me. If you find I disturb your concentration, keep your eyes closed. He lay back, and I walked over to the glass disc arranging the camera in front of it on its stand in such a way that the lens was opposite the center of the disc. I had scarcely done this when a ripple of greenish light ran across the vacuum tubes of the disc. It vanished, and for maybe a minute there was complete darkness. Then the green light rippled once more across it. Rippled and swung around and began to dance in varying shades, from a deep heavy green to a rank ugly shade. Back and forward, back and forward. Every half second or so there shot across the varying greens a flicker of yellow, An ugly, heavy, repulsive yellow. And then abruptly there came sweeping across the disc a great beat of muddy red. This died as quickly as it came and gave place to the changing greens shot through by the unpleasant and ugly yellow hues. Oh my god, how much longer? About every seventh (laughs) second the disc was submerged. And the other colors momentarily blotted out by the great beat of heavy muddy red which slept over everything. He's concentrating on these sounds, I said to myself. I felt queerly excited as I, hurried mm, on my, I bet, sure as I hurried on with my operation, covered in rubber. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, th- I threw a word over my shoulder to Baines. Don't get scared. Whatever happens, I said. You're all right. You're all right, kid. <laughs> I proceeded now to operate my camera. It had a long roll of specially prepared ribbon, paper mm. ribbon. Ah.
3: Well, the word Chris. skips. The word skips are getting us today. Oh,
0: <sighs> word skips. Yeah, yeah that seems to be the, the thing today.
3: It had a long roll of specially prepared paper ribbon in place of film or plates by turning the handle the roll passed through the machine, exposing the ribbon. It took about five minutes to finish the roll, and during all that time the green lights predominated, but the dull heavy beat of muddy red never ceased to flow across the vacuum tubes of the disc at every seventh second. It was like a recurrent beat in some unheard and somehow displeasing melody. Yeah, the pig step. Lifting the exposed spool of paper ribbon out of the camera, I laid it horizontally in the two rests that I had arranged for it on my modified gramophone. Where the paper had been acted upon by the varying colored lights which had appeared on the disc, the prepared surface had risen in curious, irregular little waves. I unrolled about a foot of the ribbon and attached the loose ends to an empty spool roller on the opposite side of the machine, which I had geared to the driving clockwork mechanism of the gramophone. Then, I took the diaphragm and lowered it gently into place above the ribbon. Instead of the usual needle, the diaphragm was fitted with a beautifully made metal filament brush about an inch broad, which just covered the whole breadth of the ribbon. This fine and fragile bush... bush... <laughs>
2: yeah Uh, I was about to uh, say Bush Bush? Bush. yes oh Bush is cracking me up oh my god Where, where was Bush I think I lost my place now
1: This fine and fragile brush rested lightly on the prepared surface of the paper, and when I started the machine, the ribbon began to pass under the brush, and as it passed, the delicate metal filament quote-unquote bristles followed every minute inequality of those tiny, irregular, wave-like... excrescences (laughs)
4: on the surface that's That's what
1: you get for trying to flex
2: on us with your rolled R's Ken (laughs) (laughs) that's what you get you get get
0: excrescences excrescences excrescences
2: excrescences thank
0: you I've never seen that word before
2: yeah it's dumb (laughs) dumb Victorian
1: I put the earpieces <laughs> to my ears, and instantly I knew that I had succeeded in actually recording what Baines had heard in his sleep. In fact, I was even then hearing quote-unquote mentally by means of his effort of memory. I was listening to what appeared to be the faint, far-off squealing and grunting of countless swine. It was extraordinary. And at the same time exquisitely horrible and vile, it frightened me, with a sense of my having come suddenly and unexpectedly too near to something foul and most abominably dangerous. So strong and imperative was this feeling that I twitched the earpieces out of my ears and sat a while staring round the room, trying to steady my sensations back to normality. Trying to think straight thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna happen. The room looked strange and vague in the dull glow of light from the circles, and I had a feeling that a taint of monstrosity was all about me. In the oh, air. a taint of monstrosity, <laughs> yeah, straddling taint the whole room. <laughs> I remembered what Baines had told me of the feeling he'd always had after coming up out of quote-unquote that place, as if some horrible atmosphere had followed him up and filled his bedroom. I understood him perfectly now, so much so that I had mentally used almost his exact phrase in explaining to myself what I felt. Turning round to speak to him, I saw there was something curious about the center of the quote-unquote defense now before i tell you fellows anymore must i nope i must explain that there are certain
2: why is it so hard why
1: is today why? so why god why it'd
3: be a two-parter episode
1: is this the true horror of the hog <laughs> yeah now before
2: i tell you fellas anymore i must explain that there are certain what i call focusing qualities about this new defense i've been trying the Sig Sand Manuscript puts it something like this. Avoid diversities of color. Oh, Nor wow. stand ye. <laughs> oh, the Sig Sand Manuscript needs to fucking go to some training. Um, <clears throat> Nor stand ye within the barrier of the color lights, for in color hath Satan a delight. <laughs> nor can he abide in the deep if ye adventure against him armed with red purple. So be warned neither forget that in blue, which is God's color in the heavens, ye have safety.
1: So William Hope Hodgson went to a pig farm and coincidentally that same day learned about color theory and then came home and wrote this.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He was in a really weird place in Ohio, is my guess. Like, that's that's... <laughs> having a
0: fucking day is what he was having.
2: <laughs> you see, from that statement in the Sig manuscript, I got my first notion for this new defense of mine. My- I have aimed to make it a defense and yet have focusing or drawing qualities such as the Sand hints at. I have experimented enormously and I have proved that reds and purples, the two extreme colors of the spectrum, are fairly dangerous. So much so that I suspect they actually draw or focus the outside forces. Any action or meddling on the part of the experimentalist is tremendously enhanced in its effect if the action is taken within barriers composed of these colors. In certain proportions and tints. In the same way, blue is distinctly a general defense. Yellow appears to be neutral, and green, a wonderful protection within limits. Orange, as far as I can tell, is slightly attractive, and indigo is dangerous by itself in a limited way, but in certain combinations with the other colors, it becomes a very powerful defense. I've not.
0: Slightly attractive? (laughs) What the
2: fuck? I've not yet discovered a tenth of the possibilities of these circles of mine. It's a kind of color organ upon which I seem to play a tune of color combinations that can be either safe or infernal in its effects. Y- you know, I have a keyboard with a separate switch to each of the color circles.
3: Karnacki really wants you to check out his new gear.
2: Yeah, Karn- Check out my new keyboard, Car- it's so fucking- cool. Karnacki is a, a, a noise color musician. <laughs> <sighs> well, you you fellows will understand now what I felt when I saw the curious appearance of the floor- in the middle of the defense. It looked exactly as if a circular shadow lay not just on the floor, but a few inches above it. The shadow seemed to deepen and blacken at the center even while I watched it. It appeared to be spreading from the center outwardly and all the time grew darker. I was watchful and not a little puzzled for the combination of lights that I had switched on approximated a moderately safe general defense. Understand, I had no intention of making a focus until I had learnt more. In fact, I meant that first investigation not to go beyond a tentative inquiry into the kind of thing I had got to deal with. I didn't know if I was ready to fuck a man in a rubber pig suit, but, you know, <laughs> here I am. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever prepared when it happens. Now, I knelt down quickly and felt the floor with the palm of my hand, but it was quite normal to feel, and that reassured me that there was no Saiti mischief abroad, for that is a form of danger which can involve and make use of the very material of the defense itself. It can materialize out of everything except fire.
3: That's why as you I roast there, clowns.
2: Mm-hmm. Gotta roast some good. As I knelt there, I juicy. realized all at once that the legs of the table on which Baines lay were partly hidden in the ever-blackening shadow and my hands seemed to grow vague as I felt at the floor. I got up and stood away a couple of feet so as to see the phenomenon from a little distance. It struck me then that there was something different about the table itself. It seemed unaccountably lower it's the shadow hiding the legs I thought to myself this promises to be interesting but I'd better not let things go too far I called out to Baines to stop thinking so hard stop concentrating for a bit I said but he never (laughs) answered and it occurred to me suddenly that the table appeared to be still lower Baines I shouted stop thinking a moment then in a flash I realized it wake up man wake up Bro, dude, you gotta get up! I cried. <laughs> <laughs> My man! The Red Sox are on! Come on! What's, <laughs> God, I gotta get this guy up! <clears throat> he had fallen over asleep. The very last thing he should have done, for it increased the danger twofold. No wonder I had been getting such good results. The poor beggar was worn out with his sleepless nights. He neither moved nor spoke as I strode across to him. "'Bro, wake up!' I shouted again, shaking him by the shoulder. "'The pads are on! Come on!' My voice echoed uncomfortably around the big empty room, and Baines lay like a dead man. As I shook him again, I noticed that I appeared to be standing up to my knees in the circular shadow. It looked like the mouth of a pit! My legs from the knees downwards were vague!' The floor under my feet felt solid and firm when I stamped on it, but all the same, I had a feeling that things were going a bit too far, so striding across to the switchboard, I switched on the full defense. Stepping back quickly to the table, I had a horrible and sickening shock. The table had sunk quite unmistakably. Its top was within a couple of feet of the floor, and the legs had that foreshortened appearance that one sees when a stick is thrust into water. They looked vague and shadowy in the peculiar circle of dark shadows, which had such an extraordinary resemblance to the black mouth of a pit. I could see only the top of the table plainly, with Baines lying motionless on it, and the whole thing was going down, as I stared, into that black circle. There was not a moment to lose, and like a flash, I caught Banes round his neck and body and lifted him clean up into my arms off the table. As I lifted him, he grunted like a great <sighs> swine in my ear.
1: Starting. This-
2: the sound sent a thrill of horrible funk through me.
1: Burnt, it was- <laughs> oh funk.
2: Oh he funkin'. Oh boy. Oh
1: pig funk is terrible. I, I want everyone out.
2: I just want everyone to remember that like while this is happening, they're both dressed in rubber pig outfits. Just please remember that.
0: Oh, I'm never gonna forget.
2: It was just as though I held a hog in my arms instead of a human. I nearly That's dropped it. That's the him. point.
3: That's the whole point of this. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. Then I held his face to the light and stared down at him. His eyes were half open and he was looking at me apparently, as if he saw me perfectly. Then he grunted again. I could feel his small body quiver with the sound. I called out to him, Baines! I said, Can you hear me? His eyes still gazed at me. And then, as we looked at each other, he grunted like a swine again. And we kissed. Don't get no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. to get There's into it. Starting to get into it. No kissing. I let go one hand and hit him across the cheek. A stinging slap.
3: There we go, yeah.
2: Wake up, Baines! I shouted, wake up! But I might have hit a corpse. <laughs> he just stared up at me. And suddenly, I bent lower and looked into his eyes more closely. I never saw such a fixed, intelligent, mad horror as I saw there. It knocked out all my sudden disgust. Can you understand? Can you understand how hot he was? <laughs> Ooh. I glanced round quickly at the table. It stood there, at its normal height, and indeed, it was in every way normal. The curious shadow that had somehow suggested to me the black mouth of the pit had vanished. I felt relieved, for it seemed to me that I had entirely broken up any possibility of a partial focus by means of the full defense which I had switched on. I laid Banes on the floor and stood up to look around and consider what was best to do. I dared not step outside of the barriers until any dangerous tensions there might be in the room had been dissipated. Nor was it wise, even inside the full defense, to have him sleep in the kind of sleep he was in, not without certain preparations having been made first, which I had not made. I can tell you, I felt beastly anxious. I glanced down at Baines and had a sudden fresh shock, for the peculiar circular shadow was forming all around him again, where he lay on the floor. His hands and face showed curiously vague and distorted, as they might have looked through a few inches of faintly stained water. But his eyes were somehow clear to see. He was staring up, mute and terrible at me, through that horrible, darkening shadow. I stopped, and with one quick lift, tore him up off the floor into my arms, and for the third time he grunted like a swine. There were my arms. It was damnable. (laughs) I stood up in the barrier holding veins and looked about the room again, then back at the floor. The shadow was still thick round about my feet, and I stepped quickly across to the other side of the table. I stared at the shadow and saw that it had vanished. Then I glanced down again at my feet and had another shock, for the shadow was showing faintly again all around where I stood. I moved the pace and watched the shadow become invisible, and then once more, like a slow stain, it began to grow about my feet. I moved again a pace and stared around the room, meditating. A break for the door. And then, in that instant, I saw that this was certainly... Damn it. (sighs) <sighs> this would be certainly not this would certainly be sorry free! there ends there ends the whatever that was
1: <laughs> whatever the hell that was whatever the fuck was going on
2: <laughs> I mean it sounds like it sounds just like just tenderly
1: gazing into his pig bottoms face I mean begging I, him to <laughs> <wake> <laughs> I,
2: yes, I hate to and... tell
3: you this Paris but there's 33 more pages of this still it has oh, not ended okay. we've only gotten through 15 so
2: far I mean, that's not, that's okay. I mean, I I stopped because I fucked up, Chris.
0: I moved again a pace and stared around the room, meditating a break for the door. And then, in that instant, I saw that this would be certainly impossible, for there was something indefinite in the atmosphere of the room something that moved, circling slowly about the barrier. I glanced down at my feet and saw that the shadow had grown thick about them. I stepped a pace to the right, and as it disappeared, I stared again around the big room, and somehow it seemed tremendously big and unfamiliar. I wonder whether you can understand. As I stared, I saw again the indefinite something that floated in the air of the room tonight. Hello. <laughs>
2: I can hear. I watched it, it steadily. <laughs> I, <can hear> it. <laughs> <Fuck.
0: sighs> I watched it steadily for maybe a minute. It went twice completely around the barrier in that time and suddenly I saw it more distinctly. It looked like a small puff of black smoke. And then I had something else to think about. For all at once, I was aware of an extraordinary feeling of vertigo. And in the same moment, a sense of sinking. I was sinking bodily. This guy just did, like, fucking... What, what's that thing you, you smoke and you go through the floor? Not sage. Uh, salvia? Uh. Salvia, thank you. Yeah. That sounds like a bad time. I, everyone I've known who's done salvia describes their body sinking through the floor. Really? I literally sickened as I glanced down. You vomited, bro. For I saw in that moment that I had gone down, almost up to my thighs, into what appeared to be actually the shadowy but quite unmistakable mouth of a pit. Do you understand? I was sinking down into this thing with Banes in my arms.
3: You mean the love you have for him? Snow
0: Patrol. (laughs) Yeah. It is a wicked Snow Snow Patrol moment,
1: D. You are so right.
0: A feeling of furious anger came over me. Intimidate my sub, will you? And I swung my right boot forward with a fierce kick. I kicked nothing tangible, for I went clean through the side of the shadowy thing and fetched up against the table with a crash. I had come through something that made all my skin creep and tingle, an invisible vague something which resembled an electric tension. I felt that if it had become stronger, I might not have been able to charge through as I had. I wonder if I make it clear to you? I whirled around, but the beastly thing had gone, yet even as I stood there by the table, the slow graying of a circular shadow began to form again about my feet. I stepped to the other side of the table and leaned against it for a moment, for I was shaking from head to foot with a feeling of extraordinary horror upon me that was in some way different from any kind of horror I have ever felt. It was as if I had in that one moment been near something no human has any right to be near, for his soul's sake and abruptly I wondered whether I had not felt just one brief touch of the horror that the Rigid Banes was even then enduring as I held him in my arms. If I'm just here... (laughs) (laughs) Outside of the barrier, there were now several of the curious little clouds. Each one looked exactly like a little puff of black smoke. They increased as I watched them, which I did for several minutes, but all the time as I watched, I kept moving from one part to another of the defense, so as to prevent the shadow forming round my feet again. Presently, I found that my constant changing of position had resolved into a slow, monotonous walk round and round inside the defense, and all the time I had to carry the unnaturally rigid body of poor Baines. <laughs> it began to tire me, for though he was small, his rigidity made him dreadfully awkward and tiring to hold, as you can understand.
1: Yeah? Is that, yeah. Like, Is that what made it awkward?
0: A little- it was like a bit of a weird situation, yeah. Yet I could not think of what else to do, for I had stopped shaking him or trying to wake him for the simple reason that he was as wide awake as I was mentally, though but physically inanimate, through one of those partial spiritual disassociations which he had tried to explain to me. Now, I had previously switched out the red, orange, yellow, and green circles and had on the full defense of the blue end <laughs> of the spectrum. I knew- Oh god, this is this is like that one girl you knew in high school was trying to sell you on fucking, like, color therapy.
4: Oh,
0: oh god, yeah. I knew that one of the. Re- blue cures cancer. I knew that one of the repelling vibrations of each of the three colors, blue, indigo, and violet, were beating out protectively into the space. Ah, fuck. Oh, that got me.
4: <laughs> you got a long way
0: through <laughs> it, though. It, it was just. I don't know. Something about the way it beating out protectingly into space just really trembled me up. Trembled, yeah. Yeah, well, wow. We're, we're <laughs> it is now.
2: fire, fire <laughs> in on all cylinders today. Good God.
3: Now I had previously switched out the red, orange, yellow, and green circles, and had on the full defense of the blue end of the spectrum, I knew that one of the repelling vibrations of each of the three colors, blue, indigo, and violet, were beating out protectingly into space, yet they were proving insufficient, and I was in the position of having either to take some desperate action to stimulate Banes to
0: an even
2: greater effort (laughs) of no!
0: than
3: I judged
0: him to be making. Yeah? manually stimulating veins, are oh, we? Oh,
2: wow. Yep. It's fine. Everything's fine.
3: Or else to risk experimenting with fresh combinations of the defensive colors. You see, as things were at that moment, the danger was increasing steadily, but plainly from the appearance of the air of the room outside the barrier, there were some mighty dangerous tensions generating. While inside, the danger was also increasing, the steady recurrence of the shadow proving that the defense was insufficient. In short, I feared that Baines, in his peculiar condition was literally a doorway into the defense. And unless I could wake him or find out the correct combinations of circles necessary to set up stronger repelling vibrations against that particular danger, there were very ugly possibilities ahead. I felt I had been incredibly rash not to have foreseen the possibility of Banes falling asleep under the hypnotic effect of deliberately paralleling the associations of sleep. Unless I could increase the repulsion of the barriers or wake him there was very... There was every likely fuck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, Unless I could increase the repulsion of the barriers or wake him, there was every likelihood of his having to nope of having to choose. Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, fuck God me. damn it! <laughs> uh... I believe in you, Paris. <sighs> okay,
2: all right, going going to my knack, my knack place. <laughs> <clears throat> Unless I could increase the repulsion of the barriers or wake him, there was every likelihood of having to choose between a rush for the door, which the condition of the atmosphere outside the barrier showed to be practically impossible, or of throwing him outside the barrier, which of course was equally not possible. All this time, I was walking around and round inside the barrier when suddenly, I saw a new development of the danger which threatened us. Right in the center of the defense the shadow had formed into an intensely black circle about a foot wide. This increased as I looked at it. It was horrible to see it grow. It crept out in an ever-widening circle till it was quite a yard across. Quickly, I put Baines on the floor. A tremendous attempt was evidently going to be made by some outside force to enter the defense, and it was up to me to make a final effort to help Baines to wake up. I took out my lancet and pushed up his left coat sleeve. Here's the blood play I predicted earlier.
4: <laughs> Here we go.
2: What I was going to do was a terrible risk, I knew, for there is no doubt that in some extraordinary fashion, blood attracts. The Sig San mentions it particularly in one passage, which runs something like this. In blood there is the voice which calleth through all space, ye monsters and ye deep hear, and hearing they lust. <laughs> you know, likewise. You see Irregular stuff. (laughs) Hath it a greater power to reclaim backward ye soul that doth wander foolish adrift from ye body in which it doth have natural abiding. But woe unto him that doth spill ye blood in ye deadly hour for there will surely monsters that shall hear ye blood cry. You know, yada yada. That risk I had to run. I knew.
0: That's my favorite part of Bloodborne. Is when Karnaki puts a guy in rubber and holds him.
2: Yeah, where's that boss fight? I missed that. Wow. Is that in Yardam? Or under Yardam?
1: god damn it fucking
2: nerds
0: (laughs) Ken is like you better not all understand that reference
2: (laughs) (laughs) I knew that the blood would call to the outer forces but equally I knew that it should call even more loudly to that portion of Bane's essence that was adrift from him down in those depths before lancing him I glanced at the shadow It had spread out until the nearest edge was not more than two feet away from Bane's right shoulder, and the edge was creeping nearer, like the blackening edge of burning paper, even when I stared. The whole thing had a less shadowy, less ghostly appearance than at any time before, and it looked simply and literally like the black mouth of a pit. Now, Bane's, I said, pull yourself together, man. Wake up. And at the same time as I spoke to him, I used my lancet quickly, but superficially. I watched the little red spot of blood well up, then trickle down his wrist. Damn it! That's round his wrist! Fuck! <laughs>
4: God,
0: oh, <damn> God.
2: It. <laughs> Well, because I was thinking about making a joke about him, like, taking his dick out when the blood came out, so I think I just I fucked myself up there. Shouldn't have thought about jokes.
4: <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I told you guys, we got a lot of
3: jokes out of the room. We're gonna get through this.
0: I know. Guys, joke, guys, get jokes out of here.
3: We're all in terrible form tonight, really. Uh, yeah,
2: this, is, this the is horrendous. Where? We're getting hogged over here. That's what I'm gonna call no. it. Whenever we're having a bad time, it's gonna be called getting hogged. No!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I watched the little red spot of blood well up, then trickle round his wrist and fall to the floor of the defense. It's in quotes. And in the moment that it fell, the thing that I feared happened. There was a sound like a low peal of thunder in the room, and curious. Deadly-looking flashes of light rippled here and there along the floor outside the barrier. Once more, I called to him, trying to speak firmly and steadily as I saw that the horrible, shadowy circle had spread across every inch of the floor space into the center of the defense. Oh, I'm sorry. The defense. Making it appear as if both Baines and I were suspended above an unutterable black void. The black void that stared up at me out of the throat of that shadowy pit. And yet, all the time, I could feel the floor solid under my knees as I knelt beside Baines, holding his wrist. Baines, I called once more, trying not to shout madly at him. Baines, wake up! Wake up, man, wake up! <laughs> but he never moved, only stared up at me with eyes of quiet horror, that seemed to be looking at me out of some dreadful eternity. By this time, the shadow had blackened all around us, and I felt that strangely terrible vertigo coming over me again. Jumping to my feet, I caught up Banes in my arms and stepped over the first of the protective circles, the violet and stood between it and the indigo circle holding Banes as close to me as possible so as to prevent any portion of his helpless body from protruding outside the <laughs> indigo and in blue circles from the black shadowy mouth what that mouth do which now fills the whole <laughs> of the center of that defense oh I'm sorry of the defense there came a faint sound not near but seeming to come up at me out of unknown abysses very very faint and lost it sounded I recognized it as unmistakably the infinitely remote murmur of countless swine. And that same moment, Baines, as if answering the sound, grunted like a swine in my arms. There I stood between the glass vacuum tubes of the circles, gazing dizzily into that black, shadowy pit mouth, which seemed to drop sheer into hell from below my left okay. elbow. Things had gone so utterly beyond all that I had thought of, and it had all somehow come about so gradually and yet so suddenly, that I was really a bit below my natural self. I felt mentally paralyzed, and could think of nothing except that not twenty feet away was the door and the outer natural world, and here was I, face to face, some unthought of danger, and all adrift, what to do to avoid it. Alright, he's, right, he's like this every time something happens. Like like a guy cooks dinner and he's like, I'm mentally paralyzed. <laughs> I've never been this way before.
3: What is this? Alfredo <coughs> sauce.
2: <laughs> I'm Alfredo Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Amazing. That's a good one. That's really good. Holy sure? really shit! Wow. good. Ten points, Ten points to D.
0: Thank you. You fellows will understand this better when I tell you that the bluish glare from the three circles showed me that there were now hundreds and hundreds of the small smoke-like puffs of black cloud, circling round and round outside the barrier in an unvarying, unending procession. And all the time I was holding the rigid body of Banes in my arms, trying not to give way to the loathing that got me each time he grunted. Every twenty or thirty seconds he grunted, as if in answer to the sounds which were almost too faint for my normal hearing.
1: Okay. My hearing is very again, normal. It's extremely it's normal.
0: normal. Like you. Like your hearing. Normal. I can tell you. It was like holding something worse than a corpse in my arms. Standing there balanced between physical death on the one side and soul destruction on the other. Abruptly, from out of that deep that lay so close that my elbow and shoulder overhung it, there came again a hint. Marvelously faint murmur of swine. So utterly far away that the sound was as remote as a lost echo. Baines answered it with a big like squeal that set every fiber in me protesting in sheer human revolt. I thought I wanted a pig bottom, but I didn't. (laughs) And I sweated coldly from head to foot. Ugh. Pulling myself together, I tried to pierce down into the mouth of the Great Shadow when, for the second time, a low peal of thunder, wrong peal, sounded in the room, and every joint in my body seemed to jolt and burn. In turning to look down the pit, I had allowed one of Bane's heels to protrude for a moment slightly beyond the blue circle, and a fraction of the tension outside the barrier had evidently evident- ah, fuck. Damn it. Oh, it's the dumbest shit that's getting me today. (laughs) The discharging of that
3: tension that really gets gets us all.
0: Mmm. Yeah, you know, I don't know, I was getting lost Mm -hmm. in the romance.
3: And a fraction of the tension outside the barrier had evidently discharged through Banes in me. Had I been standing directly inside the defense, instead of being insulated from it by the violet circle, then no doubt things might have been much more serious. As it was, I had, psychically, that dreadful soiled feeling. Which the healthy oh. human always experiences <laughs> oh, when he comes boy. too closely in contact with certain outer monstrosities.
0: Oh no, he done did a pee pee. Oh. Good thing the room is rubber. Do you fellows remember how I had just the
3: same feeling when the hand came too near me in the gateway case? Read all
1: about no. it no, in Carnacki, no, no, the, the Ghost way. Finder, <laughs> in the end of the game.
2: Nope, don't remember. No idea. Fuck
1: off. The gateway of the monster. The one with the ring with the magical hand coming out of it.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I remember, like, but I don't remember him being any more scared than normal. Yeah.
0: Mm. I don't remember him going, going, going pants-biddle about yeah, it. Yeah, like, I, I don't remember that
2: either. So.
3: The physical effects were sufficiently interesting to mention, but Bane's left boot had been ripped open and the leg of his trousers was charred to the knee, while all around the leg were numbers of bluish marks in the form of uh, irregular spirals.
1: Uh, oh my god, he's a spiral ham! <laughs> oh, oh
2: my god,
4: oh my god.
2: And, and no. wait, he just got roasted in the pit where the clown was probably roasted? Oh my god, they're uh, doing a barbecue! This is Hell's it's own barbecue. Hell's barbecue.
3: He's pulling it all together. The next line it's, it's is... It's like uh, the clip show, Karnacki thing. I stood there holding Banes and shaking from head to foot. My head ached, and each joint had a queer, numbish feeling, but my physical pains were nothing compared with my mental distress. I felt that we were done!
1: It's over! (laughs) It's over!
3: (laughs) I had no room to turn or move for the space between the violet circle, which was the innermost, and the blue circle, which was the outermost of those in use, was 31 inches. including the one inch of the indigo circle. So you see, I was forced to stand there like an image, fearing each moment lest I should get another shock and quite unable to think what to do.
0: Do you think next he's going to be like, oh my god, there's a sweet-smelling brown sauce coming (laughs) up?
1: Ah! Do I do? I'm being marinated! Slices of pineapple (laughs) slapped on me left and right. Ah! Plop, plop, plop! No, it's so acidic! (laughs)
3: I dare say five minutes passed in this fashion. Baines had not grunted once since the tension caught him, and for this I was just simply thankful, though at first I must confess I had feared for a moment that he was dead. No further sounds had come up out of the black mouth to my left, and I grew steady enough again to begin to look about me and think a bit. I leant again so as to look directly down into the shadowy pit. The edge of the circular mouth was now quite defined and had a curious solid look, as if it were formed out of some substance like black glass. Below the edge, I could trace the appearance of solidity for a considerable distance, though in a vague sort of way. The center of this extraordinary phenomenon was simple and unmitigated blackness, an utter velvety blackness that seemed to soak the very light out of the room down into it. I could see nothing else, and if anything else came out... Of it except a complete silence, it was the atmosphere of frightening suggestion that was affecting me more and more every minute. I turned away slowly and carefully, so as not to run any risk of allowing either Baines or myself to expose any part of us over the Blue Circle. Then I saw that things outside of the Blue Circle had developed considerably, for the odd black puffs of smoke like cloud had increased enormously and blent into a great, gloomy, circular wall of tufted Blent. clouds. Wow!
2: Chris, ten points to you for Blent. That was... I would've... Blent. I would've... I would've... I wow. fucked... Yeah, you got that. I would've got that. fucked on that.
3: Going round and round and round eternally, and hiding the rest of the room entirely from me. Perhaps a minute passed while I stared at this thing, and then, you know, the room was shaken slightly. This shaking lasted for three or four seconds, and then passed. But it came again in about half a minute, and was repeated from time to time there was a queer oscillating quality in the shaking that made me think suddenly of the Jarvie haunting case you remember? you can also read that in the oh, of the Haunted
4: Jarvie Ghostbinder <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow I can't believe this is the last story wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm so surprised so, <laughs> so like, got like, all these callbacks you know
3: There came again the shaking, and a ripple of deadly light seemed to play around the outside of the barrier, and then abruptly the room was full of a strange roaring, a brutish, enormous yelling, grunting storm of swine sounds. They fell away into a complete silence, and the rigid banes grunted twice in my arms, as if answering. Then the storm of swine noise came again, beating up in a gigantic riot of brute sound that roared through the room, piping, squealing, grunting, and howling. And as it sank with a steady declination, there came a single gargantuan grunt out of some dreadful throat of monstrousness. And in one beat, the crashing chorus of unknown millions of swine came thundering and raging through the room again. There was more in that sound than mere chaos. There was a mighty devilish rhythm in it. Suddenly, it swept down again into a multitudinous swinish whispering and minor (laughs) gruntings of unthinkable millions.
2: (laughs) Wow, nice work.
3: And then with a rolling, deafening bellow of sound came the single vast grunt. And as if lifted upon it, the swine roar of the millions of the beasts beat up through the room again. And at every seventh second, as I knew well enough, without the need of the watch on my wrist, came the single storm beat of the great grunt out of the throat of unknowable monstrosity. And in my arms Baines the human grunted in time to the swine melody. A rigid grunting monster there in my two arms.
0: This is so fucking weird. Hey. This is I'm
3: gonna so I'm going to have to put in so many weird. fucking pig swine grunts in this. Oh, God, the audio editing. <laughs> I tell you, from head to foot, I shook and sweated. I believe I prayed, but if I did, I don't know what I prayed. I have never before felt or endured just what I felt standing there in that 31-inch space. i got to tell you how big it is all the time. <laughs> no, With that exact... grunting thing in I'm my just... arms.
0: <laughs> You're never going to take me nope. seriously. Unless I tell you exactly how big it is.
3: And the hell melody, beating up out of the great deeps, and to my right...
0: Oh, please, the the, the lady, uh-huh. thank you. Oh my god, I can't even believe I'm a grower over in
3: Tensions that would have torn me into a bundle of blazing tattered flesh if I had jumped out over the barriers. And then, with an effect like a clap of unexpected thunder, the vast storm of sound ceased, and the room was full of silence and an unimaginable horror. The silence continued. I want to say something which may sound a bit silly, but the silence seemed to trickle round the room. I don't know why I felt it like that, but my words give you just what I seemed to feel as I stood there holding the softly grunting body of (laughs) Banes. The circular, Uh, gloomy wall of dense black cloud enclosed the barrier as completely as ever and moved round and round and round with a slow, eternal movement and at the back of that black wall of a circling cloud a dead silence went trickling round the room, out of my sight. Do you understand at all? It seemed to me to show very clearly the state of almost insane mental and psychic tension I was enduring. The way in which my brain insisted that the silence was trickling round the room interests me enormously, for I was either in a state of approximating a phase of madness, or else I was, psychically, tuned to some abnormal pitch of awareness and sensitiveness in which silence had ceased to be an abstract quality and had become to me a definite concrete element. Much as, to use a stupidly crude illustration, the invisible moisture of the atmosphere became a visible and concrete element when it becomes deposited as water. I wonder whether this thought attracts
2: you as it does me.
1: You into this? <laughs> you fucking you into this? this? You into this, this, you into this, this liquid
2: me? hell sound? Because it's like the newest thing
0: cool. Dude, the EP from Liquid Hell Sound? <laughs> unbelievable. So good. Very
1: good.
3: And then, you know, a slow awareness grew in me of some further horror to come. This sensation or knowledge or whatever it should be named was so strong that I had a sudden feeling of suffocation. I felt that I could bear-
2: No breathing! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't give a fuck <laughs> if I caught my hog squealing! <laughs> and then- Okay, wait, uh, yeah. Hey- no, Chris, it's gonna be wicked easy, but can you edit in hog squealing to the tune that goes... <laughs> yes. <"D-na-na-na-na-na-na-na." Exactly.
4: laughs>
0: I no 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 I'm kidding, that's so
4: much work. Dude. Oh, oh, so painful to <laughs> about.
3: I felt that I could bear no more, and that if anything else happened, I should just pull out my revolver and shoot Bane through the head!
4: And then myself... <laughs> Holy
0: wait, shit, don't wait, do that! What? Wait, this is now
2: the, the Karnaki snuff story? Like...
0: What the what? fuck? Karnacki's like, I give up, this is fucking weird. No. Wow. <laughs> is that
1: how the other guy died? And is that why I Karnacki so. was like, yeah, it was a very good thing, actually, that he died, coincidentally, while I was working on uh, this game.
2: Karnacki's a s- Karnacki can't handle how gay he is, so he kills people. That's sad.
0: God. Yeah, real, real talk, awesome that he died, personally, if you ask me, <laughs> I yes. think it's good.
3: <laughs> and then myself! ...and so end the whole dreadful business. This feeling, however, soon passed.
0: Oh my god, Karnaki's literally like, This sucks! I, oh uh, fuck man, I do have a gun. <laughs> he's thinking about it, man.
3: ...and I felt stronger and more ready to face things again. Also, I had the first, though still indefinite, idea of a way in which to make things a bit safer. I was too dazed to see how to shape to help myself efficiently. And then a low, far-off whining stole up into the room, and I knew that the danger was coming. I leant slowly to my left, taking care not to let Bane's feet stick over the blue circle, and stared down into the blackness of the pit that dropped sheer into some unknown from under my left elbow. The whining died, but far down in the blackness there was something, just a remote, luminous spot. I stood in a grim silence for maybe ten long minutes and looked down at the thing. It was increasing in size all the time and had become much plainer to see, yet it was still lost in the far tremendous deep. Then, as I stood and looked, the low whining sound crept up to me again, and Baines, who had lain like a log in my arms all the time, answered it with a long animal-like whine that was somehow newly abominable. A very curious thing happened then, for all around the edge of the pit, that looked so peculiarly like black glass, there came a sudden luminous glowing. It came and went oddly, smoldering queerly round and round the edge in an opposite direction to the circling of the wall of black tufted cloud on the outside of the barrier.
1: There's so much queer smoldering in fanfiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much queer smoldering.
3: This peculiar glowing finally disappeared, and abruptly, out of the tremendous deep, I was conscious of a dreadful quality or atmosphere of monstrousness that was coming up out of the pit. I said there had been a sudden waft of it. This would very well describe the actuality of it, but the spiritual sickness of distress that it caused me to feel, I am simply stumped to explain to you. It was something that made me feel I should be soiled to the very core of me, if I did not beat it off from me with my will.
1: Wow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was a lot. (laughs) Extremely
0: normal.
3: I leant sharply away from the pit towards the outer of the burning circles. I meant to see that no part of my body should overhang the pit whilst the disgusting power was beating up of the unknown depths. And thus it was, facing so rigidly away from the center of the defense, I saw presently a fresh thing, for there was something, many things, I began to think, on the other side of the gloomy wall that moved everlastingly around the outside of the barrier. The first thing I noticed was a queer disturbance of the ever-circling cloud wall. This disturbance was within eighteen inches of the floor. And directly before me. There was a curious puddling action in the misty wall, as if something were meddling with it. The area of this peculiar little disturbance could not have been more than a foot across, and it did not remain opposite to me, but was taken round by the circling of the wall. When it came past me again, I noticed that it was bulging slightly inwards towards me. And as it moved away from me once more, I saw another similar disturbance, and then a third and a fourth all in different parts of the slowly whirling black wall, and all of them were no more than about 18 inches from the floor.
2: Wait, did the wall just grow a bunch of Yes. Uh, I think so. Yes. I believe it did.
3: When the first one came opposite me again, I saw that the slight bulge had grown into a very distinct protuberance towards me.
2: Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> have to be, Okay, come okay. Karnacki is fucking with us from the beyond the grave. This...
1: I. Uh, I can't. I have no words.
2: It's...
0: I I, the, the wall just became turgid. Yeah, just it, it's just that
1: one Slenderman fanfiction again.
0: It's just that one Slenderman fanfiction again.
3: All around the moving wall, there had now come those curious swellings.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah, that's what I say, that's what I say at the club. I'm like, hey, ladies, I think I feel a curious <laughs> swelling coming on.
3: They continued to reach inwards and to elongate and oh, all the time, uh-huh. they kept it a constant movement. Dude, I uh-huh.
0: oh my god, he's just in the fucking sex machine wall. Like,
4: what's yeah, suddenly,
0: was- one of them broke or opened at the apex. <laughs> no! <laughs> no,
3: no, and there protruded through for an instant the tip of a pallid but unmistakable snout.
2: Okay, we're watching an otherworldly dick wall give birth to a pig that's what's happening
1: this is just the new hellraiser right
2: yeah it must be hellraiser 9 yeah this is this is the new hellraiser yeah
0: oh my god ken thank you this is viral marketing
3: he thinks it's a snout but it's it's just it's just an uncut dick that's all this is it was gone at once but i had seen the thing distinctly and within a minute i saw another one poke suddenly through the wall to my right and withdraw as quickly I could not look at the base of the strange black moving circle about the barrier without seeing a swinish snout peep through momentarily in this place or that.
2: Alright, I'm just gonna say it. This This is is scary. (laughs) This is now scary. Is Is it? it though? Yeah, I would be freaked out if I was trapped in a rubber room in a rubber pig suit with a bunch of weird rainbow vacuums and then like dicks appeared on the walls and then pigs came out of those dicks
1: i feel like okay that's i'm all picturing it scary. as a film before <laughs> my eyes and this is not a horror film that has me like scurrying into the corner this is a horror film that i'm like calling up all my friends being like we have to watch this now and make a drink <laughs> i want to
0: I wanna watch this right
2: yes. fucking now <laughs> it's pretty weird, it's pretty weird.
3: I stared at these things in a very peculiar state of mind. There was so great a weight of the abnormal about me before and behind in every way that, to a certain extent, it bred in me so sort of antidote to fear.
0: So, oh, the pig's The words bred that in he's him? using are not accidental. The pig's bread cannot him. be accidental.
3: And you understand? Wink, wink, nudge, oh, nudge. Oh, yes,
0: all too well, Karnacki. Yeah, do I, I think understand. so, Karnaki, Yeah. Like get it, it
3: produced in me a temporary daziness in which things and the horror of things became less real. I stared at them as a child stares out from a fast train at a quickly passing night landscape, oddly hit by the furnaces of unknown industries. I want you to try to understand. In my arms, veins <sighs> lay quiet and rigid, and my arms and back ached until I was one dull ache in all my body, but I was only partly conscious of this when I aroused momentarily from my psychic to my physical awareness to shift him to another position less intolerable temporarily to my tired arms and back there was suddenly a fresh thing a low but enormous solitary grunt came rolling vast and brutal into the room it made the still body of Banes quiver against me and he grunted thrice in return with the voice of a young pig
1: oh boy oh, I, he's he's young young a young he's pig alright right. I know we locked jokes out of the room an hour ago but I don't know if we can ever let jokes back in I think Jokes died <laughs> sure in that
2: room. <laughs> yeah, I think they may have... Jokes may have died forever.
0: I can't believe... Guys, I can't believe it, but, like, R.I.P. to yeah. Jokes. It's gone. It's over. High up in the moving wall of the barrier,
3: I saw a fluffing out of the black tufted clouds and a pig's hoof and leg, as far as the knuckle, <laughs> came through and pawed uh, a moment.
1: Uh, <laughs> Just a pig going, hey... <laughs>
3: This was about nine or ten feet above the floor. As it gradually disappeared, I heard a low grunting from the other side of the veil of clouds, which broke out suddenly into a diaphan, diaphan, diaphan,
2: diaphan. I don't know what that word means.
1: What? All right, all right. Fucking. Does that count as a mix-up? Hacking the dark web. Googling that now. What the fuck is that?
0: Yeah, come on, get. Let's get into the dark web by
1: cheese sandwich. (laughs) Does does that count as a mess-up?
0: No, because no, no. it's fucking
1: diaphaon, What?
0: No, well, yeah, that's like, because it's, it's made up fucking word. No, you, Chris, you. <laughs> I
2: think you pronounced it roughly correctly, and it didn't actually stop the flow. We just paused.
1: Hey. Y- no, yeah, we stopped Fun it. fact. The first result is <laughs> The Hog by William Hopes Hodgson. <laughs> uh, of, course.
2: of course it is.
1: It's the only it's result. It's the only result. It's the only place...
2: Well, there's that actually, this word appears. A foot, what the, fuck what, a the f- fuck, what the fuck,
1: what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck.
2: Probably- Okay, I'm seeing
0: one person on. suggest hang that on. it's a yeah, misprint. Sorry,
2: the, note, the footnote in the text says, probably a misprint. Di- diapason seems the correct word, which would make sense, since this is a sonic reference uh, expected here. Diapason? Diapason.
1: An organ stops okay. sounding a main register of flue pipes, typically of an eight-foot pitch. Or a grand swelling burst of harmony.
2: Mm, Uh, You know, as a musician, I've never heard that word before.
1: Naming my next Dungeons and Dragons character, Diapheon. Yeah. Diapheon is a cool name.
2: Diapheon forever.
3: Of brute sound, grunting, squealing, and swine howling all formed into a sound that was the essential melody of the brute. A grunting, squealing, howling roar that rose, roar by roar, howl by howl, and squeal by squeal to a crescendo of horrors. The bestial growth, longing zests and acts of some grotto of hell. It is no use, I can't give it to you. I get dumb with the failure of my command over speech to tell you what that grunting, howling, roaring melody conveyed to me. It had in it something so inexplicably below the horizons of the soul and its monstrousness and fearfulness that the ordinary simple fear of death itself, with all its attended agonies and terrors and sorrows, seemed like a thought of something peaceful and infinitely holy compared with the fear of those unknown elements in that dreadful roar and melody. And the sound was with me inside the room, there right in the room with me. Yet I seemed not to be aware of confining walls, but of echoing space of gargantuan corridors. Curious, I had in my mind those two words, gargantuan corridors.
1: At this point, I'm almost certain that this story was the direct inspiration for the Warrens in Darkest Dungeon.
0: Yeah, I, I'm i getting that, and I'm also, like, if that's the case,
1: then I'm really impressed. Yeah, they made it scary, yeah. <laughs> As the
3: rolling chaos of swine melody beat itself away on every side, there came booming through it a single grunt, a single recurring grunt of the hog for I knew now that I was actually without any doubt hearing the beat of monstrosity. The Hog. In the sixth, Sand, the thing is described something like this. Ye Hog, which ye Almighty alone hath power upon, if in sleep or in ye hour of danger ye hear the voice of ye Hog, cease ye to meddle, for ye Hog doth be of ye outer monstrous ones. Nor shall any human come nigh him, nor continue meddling when ye hear his voice. For in ye earlier life upon the world did the hog have power, and shall again in ye end. And in that ye hog had once a power upon ye earth, so doth he crave sore to come again. And dreadful shall be ye harm to ye soul, if ye continue to ye meddle, and to ye let ye beast (laughs) ye come ye nigh. And I ye say ye unto ye all, if ye have brought this ye dire ye danger upon ye, have ye memory of ye cross? For all of ye all, sign ye hath ye hog a horror.
2: Let's hang on, hang on. (laughs) Ye hog. We gotta, we gotta gotta have a clap break. That was fucking. That was
1: truly something.
2: I have never seen so many ye's ye's red in sequence. Chris, amazing. Okay.
1: Well, it was a that was a a veritable veritable diaphan of ye's.
0: Yeah, that was some.
2: That was Kanye oh. West. Wow!
0: Level.
1: Wow! <laughs> to to
3: ye listener, I <laughs> added some ye's.
1: Oh, there's so many. A yees. couple here and there, now and again.
0: Actually, not that yeah. many
1: though. <laughs> Actually, not yeah, that I was many though. Say, like
0: I
2: was
1: not as many as the yeah, listener was wants.
0: Along,
2: was, that was ninety percent true ye.
3: There's a lot more, but I can't remember it all. And that is about the substance of it. <laughs> there was I holding Baines, who was all the time howling that dreadful grunt out with the voice of a swine I wonder if I didn't go mad I didn't there was no if in there fuck
0: oh after all that yes. that's what got but, you
1: oh it's always so something sorry. simple so it's sorry. always something small and simple a word added or subtracted mm-hmm.
2: it's because you're exhausted from like yes. everything yeah you just did. it is like, fucking exhausting to read all the goddamn yees
1: It was, I believe, the antidote of dazedness produced by the strain which helped me through each moment. A minute later, or perhaps five minutes, I had a sudden new sensation, like a warning cutting through my dulled feelings. I turned my head, but there was nothing behind me, and bending over to my left, I seemed to be looking down into that black depth which fell away sheer under my left elbow. At that moment, the roaring bellow of the swine noise ceased, and I seemed to be staring down into miles of black aether, at something that hung there—a pallid face floating far down and remote, a great swine face. Did this also inspire Lord of the Flies?
2: Yeah, sure. Everything it inspired everything. <laughs> Probably.
0: I don't know. Like I think Lord of the Fries. <laughs> fries. Lord, Lord of the God. Fries. Hey hey hot hot topic i'll fucking f- split you 50 50 for that, t- <laughs> for that
1: was there a second half to that sentence D, or did we peter out it, lord of the fries i think we. i think
2: we're done i think
1: it's just that was a
0: i lo- i completely i was thinking so much about marketing that that i fucking forgot what i was saying
1: and as i gazed i saw it grow bigger a seemingly motionless, pallid swine face rising upward out of the depth, and suddenly I realized that I was actually looking at the capital H Hog.
3: Carnacu looks to steer hogs right down the barrel.
1: Yeah, what's up
0: with what's up with the proper noun hog?
2: Um, hog. It's the hogge of ye Sig San Yee Manuscript ye, I believe.
1: It's ye hog It is the hell yeah. hog. For perhaps a full minute, I stared down through the darkness at that thing swimming like some far-off dead white planet in the stupendous void. And then I simply woke up bang, as you might say, to the possession of my faculties. For just a certain over-degree of strain had brought about the dumbly helpful anesthesia of dazedness. So this sudden, underwhelming- nope, overwhelming. Oh, Fuck. Oh god, Fuck. this
2: story is never gonna oh. be over. <laughs> but just a certain over degree of strain had brought about the dumbly helpful anesthesia of dazedness so the sudden overwhelming supreme fact of horror produced in turn its reaction from inertness to action I passed in one moment from listlessness to a fierce efficiency I knew that I had through some accident penetrated beyond all previous bounds and that I stood yeah where no human soul had any right to be, and that in but a few of the puny minutes of Earth's time, I might be dead. Whether Baines had passed beyond the lines of retraction or not, I could not tell. I put him down carefully, but quickly, on his side, between the inner circles, that is, the violet circle and the indigo circle, where he lay, grunting, slowly. Feeling that the dreadful moment had come, I drew out my automatic... <laughs> Shit! Oh no! God, he's gonna kill himself! It seemed best to make sure of our end before that thing in the depth came any nearer. For once Baines, and his present condition came within what I might term the inductive forces of the monster, he would cease to be human. There would happen. As in that case of Asta, who stayed outside the pentacles in the Black Veil case, what can only be described as a pathological, spiritual change. Literally... Other Every
1: words, time he brings up how Asta fucking died. Soul destruction.
0: Dude, guys, I thought Black Veil Case's last <laughs> album was like not good. <laughs> Too many pig squeals.
2: Too many pig squeals. <laughs> Too many pig squeals, yeah. And that's something that seemed to be telling me not to shoot. This sounds, rips, a bit superstitious. <laughs> yeah, it's just a guy. But I meant- <laughs> Guys, like, oh, <laughs> this sounds perhaps a bit superstitious, but I meant to kill Bane's in that moment. And what's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I fucking believe was gonna that And what stopped me was a distinct message from the outside. Yeah, somebody knocked on the door and was like, "Karnak, you don't kill another guy." <laughs> don't listen. Shoot him in I know the head, roleplay Karnack. gets
3: really intense, but you gotta calm down. You have to relax.
2: <laughs> Bucky, he's lost. I tell you, it sent a great thrill of hope through me, for I knew that the forces which govern the spinning of the outer circle were intervening. But the very fact of the intervention proved to me afresh the enormous spiritual peril into which we had stumbled. For that inscrutable protective force only intervenes between the human soul and the outer monstrosities. The moment I received that message, I stood up like a flash and turned towards the pit, stepping over the violet circle slap into the mouth of darkness. I had to take the risk in order to get at the switchboard, which lay on the glass shelf under the tabletop in the center. I could not shake free from the horror of the idea that I might fall down through that awful blackness. The floor felt solid enough under me, but I seemed to be walking on nothing, above a black void, like an inverted, starless night with the face of the approaching hog rising up from far down under my feet. A silent, incredible thing out of the abyss, a pallid, floating swine face framed in enormous blackness. Two quick, nervous strides took me to the table standing there in the center, with its glass legs apparently resting on nothing. I grabbed out the switchboard, sliding out the vulcanite plate, which carried the switch control of the blue circle. The battery which fed this circle was the right-hand one of the row of seven, and each battery was marked with the letter of its circle painted on it, so that in an emergency I could select any particular battery in a moment. As I snapped up the B-switch, I had a grim enough warning of the unknown dangers that I was risking in that short journey of two steps, for that dreadful sense of vertigo returned suddenly, and for one horrible moment, I saw everything through a blurred medium, as if I were trying to look through water. Below me, far away down between my feet, I could see the hog, which in some peculiar way looked different, dearer and much nearer, and enormous. I felt it had gotten nearer to me all in a moment, and suddenly I had the impression I was descending bodily. I had a sense of a tremendous force being used to push me over the side of that pit, but with every shred of willpower I had in me, I hurled myself into that smoky appearance that hit everything and reached the violet circle where Baines lay in front of me. Here I crouched down on my heels, and with my two arms out before me, I slipped the nails of each forefinger under the vulcanite base of the blue circle, which I lifted very gently so that when the base was far enough from the floor, I could push the tips of my fingers underneath. I took care to keep from reaching farther under the inner edge of the glowing tube, which rested on the two-inch broad foundation of vulcanite. Man, nothing really kills the tension like all this fucking detailed finger battery shit. God. (laughs) Very slowly, I stood upright, lifting the side of the blue circle with me. My feet were between the indigo and the violet circles, and only the blue circle between me and sudden death. For if it had snapped with the unusual strain I was putting upon it by lifting it like that, I knew that I should in all probability go west pretty quickly. So you fellows can imagine what I felt like. I was conscious of a disagreeable faint prickling that was strongest in the tips of my fingers and wrists, and the blue circle seemed to vibrate strangely, as if minute particles of something were impinging upon it in countless millions. Along the shining glass tubes for a couple of feet on each side of my hands, a queer haze of tiny sparks boiled and whirled in the form of an extraordinary halo. Stepping forward over the indigo circle pushed the blue circle out against the slowly moving wall of black cloud, causing a ripple of tiny pale flashes to curl in over the circle. These flashes ran along the vacuum tube until they came to the place where the blue circle crossed the indigo, and there they flicked off into space with sharp cracks of sound. As I advanced slowly and carefully with the blue circle, a most extraordinary thing happened. For the moving wall of cloud gave from it in a great belly of shadow, and appeared to thin away from before it. Lower in my edge of the circle to the floor, I stepped over Baines and right into the mouth of the pit, lifting the other side of the circle over the table. It creaked as if it were about to break in half as I lifted it, but eventually it came over safe. When I looked again into the depth of that shadow, I saw below me the dreadful pallid head of the hog floating in a circle of night. It struck me that it glowed very slightly, just a vague luminosity, and quite near, comparatively, no one could have judged distances in that black void. Picking up the edge of the blue circle again, as I had done before, I took it out further, till it was half clear of the indigo circle. Then I picked up Baines and carried him to that portion of the floor guarded by the part of the blue circle which was clear of the defense. Then I lifted the circle and started to move it forward as quickly as I did, shivering each time the joints squeaked as the whole fabric of it groaned with the strain I was putting on it. And all the time, the moving wall of tufted Clouds gave from the edge of the blue circle, belly and away... From it in a marvelous fashion, as if blown by an unheard
1: wind. Simply marvelous.
2: You know, things things <laughs> were getting Fantastic. pretty fun. Like we were about to murder someone, and then he was like, "You know what? I'm gonna in excruciating detail tell you how I'm moving this plate around the room. How about that? Whoa! You could
0: like. I was actually getting
2: like pretty sucked into like, wow,
0: the the head of this monstrous hog has appeared from the floor, but like he's taking so long that I'm like looking at my watch and I'm just like. Is he doing all this while the hog watching? Yes, is just, like, I think watching? so. <laughs>
4: like, you're gonna, um, hey, you you're gonna do anything?
0: Uh, well, alright, I'll wait. You're gonna, okay, alright. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll wait. wait. I'll wait
2: to emerge from hell. It's fine. It's cool. Take your time. When I looked again into the depth of that shadow, I saw below me the dreadful, pallid head of the hog floating in a circle of night. It struck me- Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I somehow went back a page? oh no whoops sorry about that i just i know i just read that so
1: well i guess i fucked up (laughs) oh no now i have to stop reading
2: um sorry i I clicked (laughs) the wrong button
4: okay
0: from time to time little flashes of light had begun to flick in over the blue circle and i began to wonder whether we'd be able to hold out the tension until i had dragged it clear of the defense Once it was clear, I hoped the abnormal stress would cease from about us, and concentrate chiefly around the defense again, and the attractions of the negative tension. Just then, I heard a sharp tap behind me, and the blue circle jarred somewhat, having now ridden completely over the violet and indigo circles, learning colors with Karnaki, I love it, and dropped clear onto the floor. The same instant, there came a low, rolling noise as of thunder, and a curious roaring. The black, circling wall had thinned away from around us, and the room showed clearly once more Yet nothing was to be seen except that now and then a peculiar bluish flicker of light would ripple across the floor. Turning to look at the defense, I noticed it was surrounded by the circling wall of black cloud, and looked strangely extraordinary seen from the outside. It resembled a slightly swaying squat funnel of whirling black mist reaching from the floor to the ceiling, and through it I could see glowing, sometimes vague and sometimes plain, the indigo and violet circles and then as I watched, the whole room seemed suddenly filled with an awful presence which pressed upon me with a weight of horror that was the very essence of spiritual deathliness. Kneeling there in the blue circle by Baines, my initiative faculties stupefied and temporarily paralyzed, I could form no further plan of escape, and indeed I seemed to care for nothing at the moment. I felt I had already escaped from immediate destruction, and I was strung up to an amazing pitch of indifference to any minor horrors. Banes, all this while, had been quietly lying on his side. I rolled him over and looked closely at his eyes, taking care on account of his condition not to gaze into them, because otherwise I'd fall in love. (laughs) For if he had passed beyond the line of retraction, he would be dangerous. It's dangerous to fall in love. I mean, if the wandering part of his essence had been assimilated by the hog, then Banes would be spiritually accessible and might be, even then, no more than the outer form of the man, charged with the radiation of the monstrous ego of the (laughs)
4: hog.
0: And therefore, capable of what I might term for want of a more exact phrase, a psychically infective force. Such force being more readily transmitted through the eyes than any other way, and capable of producing a brainstorm of an extremely dangerous character. I found Banes, however, with both eyes with an extraordinary distressed interned quality. Not the eyeballs, remember, but a reflex action transmitted from the mental eye. To the physical eye, and giving to the physical eye an expression of thought instead of sight. Wonder whether I make this clear to you. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Abruptly, from every part of the room, there broke out the noise of those hoofs again, making the place echo with the sound as if a thousand swine had started suddenly from an absolute immobility into a mad charge. The whole riot of animal sound seemed to heave itself in one way towards the oddly swaying and circling funnel of black cloud which rose from floor to ceiling around the violet and indigo circles. As the sound ceased, I saw something was rising up in the middle of the defense. It rose with a slow, steady movement. I saw it pale and huge through the swaying, whirling funnel of cloud, a monstrous pallid snout rising out of that unknowable abyss. It rose higher like a huge, pale mound. Through a thinning of the cloud curtain, I saw one small eye I shall never see a pig's eye again without feeling something of what I felt then. A pig's eye with a sort of hell light of vile understanding shining at the back of it.
1: That rules.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that is sorry, pretty that's scary. Sorry, Yeah, that is pretty scary. Uh, so, yeah, so both of the actual scary stories involve like pits opening up in floors and walls, and there being some kind of creature coming out of it. So... And yeah, and looking at some you. kind
1: of deep homoeroticism. <laughs>
0: yeah, and also yes. it's gay. <clears throat> so that fucking honestly, that made the whole thing worth it for me. Just that scene, I'm like picturing it with like, like a Mamoru Hosoda like film, like a like a one of those very serious animes. Yeah. Oh my god, it's, it's yeah. so easy to see. Like fucking like Princess oh, Mononoke yeah. style. Yeah,
2: you're right about that. I think.
0: And then suddenly, a dreadful terror came over me. For I saw the beginning of the end that I had been dreading all along. I saw through the slow whirl of the cloud curtains that the violet circle had begun to leave the floor. It was being taken up on the spread of the vast snout. Straining my eyes to see through the swaying funnel of clouds, I saw that the violet circle had melted and was running down the pale sides of the snout in streams of violet colored fire. Oh, oh Jesus. this rules. And as it melted, there came a change in the atmosphere of the room. The black funnel shone with a dull, gloomy red, and a heavy red glow filled the room. The change was such as one might experience if one had been looking through a protective glass at some light, and the glass had been suddenly removed. But there was a farther change that I realized directly through my feelings. It was as if the horrible presence in the room had come closer to my own soul. I wonder if I am making it at all clear to you. Before, it had oppressed me somewhat, as a death on a very gloomy and dreary day beats down upon one's spirit. But now there was a savage menace, and the actual feeling of a foul thing close up against me. Yeah? It was horrible, simply horrible. And then Bane's move. For the first time since he went to sleep, the rigidity went out of him, and rolling suddenly over onto his stomach, he fumbled up in a curious, animal-like fashion onto his hands and feet then he charged straight across the blue circle towards the thing in the defense with a shriek I jumped to pull him back but it was not my voice that stopped him it was the blue circle I made it it made ah gah go. mm, good run it's the little the little things the little things yeah I think that was, was great a good one, I think.
2: thank you all
3: right I'll do my best here it seems like this is where it gets good right
2: Yeah, we're feeling 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 better about
3: this. It made him give back from it as though some invisible hand had jerked him backwards. He threw up his head like a hog, squealing with the voice of a swine, and started (laughs) off round the inside of the blue circle. Round and round it he went, twice attempting to bolt across it to the horror in that swaying funnel of cloud. Each time he was thrown back, and each time he squealed like a great swine, and the sounds echoing around the room in a horrible fashion as though they came from somewhere a long way off. By this time I was fairly sure that Baines had indeed passed the line of retraction, and the knowledge brought a fresh and more hopeless horror and pity to me, and a grimmer fear for myself. I knew that if it were so, it was not Baines I had with me in the circle but a monster, and that for my own last chance of safety, I should have to get him outside of the circle." He had ceased his tireless running round and round, and now lay on his side, grunting continually and softly in a dismal kind of way. As the slowly whirling clouds thinned a little, I saw again that pallid face with some clearness. It was still rising, and v- but very slowly. But shit.
1: <laughs> oh. St- no, that stumbled. was a rough one. I that st- was that was I'm Sorry, I have a horrible monster attacking me in my very bedroom. Uh-oh.
4: Hi.
0: Oh no, Hi, the boy. Sweet
1: boy.
2: Yes. He's like, Dad, you're taking too long. Stop.
0: Dad. Why aren't you feeding me? Because
2: you already got that, you little monster. But more though. Come here. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, aren't you just a aren't you just a little hog <laughs> coming up from the abyss. Oh he is. Though. Oh, he squeal he's squealing. Wait, come here. You <laughs> uh break from this horror story, brought to you by
1: cat,
0: a-, a fluffy
1: Where's little kitty.
0: Should
3: we pass Ken's turn while he deals with Jack?
1: Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. We Wait. Have why is it Ken's? Gonna... Why
2: is it Ken's turn?
3: Because I stumbled. Because
1: Chris fucked
2: up. Oh. Oh.
3: But Paris, I think it might just go straight to you.
2: Oh, are we just going to me? We're going back to yeah.
3: me. Yeah. Yeah
2: okay all right hang on it was still rising but slowly very slowly and again a hope grew in me that it might be checked by the defense quite plainly i saw that the horror was looking at Baines, and at that moment i saved my own life and soul by looking down there close to me on the floor was the thing that looked like Baines, its hands stretched out to grip my ankles another second and i should have been tripped outwards Do you realize what that would have meant? It was no time to hesitate. I simply jumped and came down, crash with my knees on top of Bane's He lay quiet enough after a short struggle, but I took off my braces and lashed his hands up behind him.
4: (laughs) And I shivered with
2: the very touch of him as though I was touching something monstrous. (laughs) But the time I had finished, I noticed that the reddish glow in the room had deepened quite considerably, and the whole room was darker. The destruction of the violet circle had reduced the light perceptibly, but the darkness that I am speaking of was something more than that. It seemed as if something now had come into the atmosphere of the room, a sort of gloom. And in spite of the shining of the blue circle and indigo circle inside the funnel of cloud, there was now more red light than anything else. Opposite me, the huge, cloud-shrouded monster in the indigo circle appeared to be motionless. I could see its outline vaguely all the time, and only when the cloud funnel thinned could I see it plainly. A vast, snouted mound, faintly and whitely luminous, one gargantuan side turned towards me, and near the base of the slope a minute slit out of which shone one whitish eye. Presently, through the thin gloomy red vapor, I saw something that killed the hope in me and gave me a horrible despair. For the indigo circle, the final barrier of the defense was being slowly lifted into the air. The hog had begun to rise higher. I could see its dreadful snout rising upwards out of the cloud. Slowly, very slowly, the snout rose up and the indigo circle went up with it. In the dead stillness of that room, I got a strange sense that all eternity was tense and utterly still, as if certain powers knew of this horror I had brought into the world. And then, I had an awareness of something coming. Something from far, far away. It was as if some hidden, unknown part of my brain knew it. Did you understand? There was somewhere, in the heights of space, a light that was coming near. I seemed to hear it coming. I could just see the body of Banes on the floor, huddled and shapeless and inert, and tied up and so sexy in its rubber suit. <laughs> Within <the> su-
0: Vulnerable, <laughs> supple.
2: Within the swaying veil of cloud, the monster showed as a vast, pale, faintly luminous mound, hugely snouted, an infernal hillock of monstrosity, pallid and deadly amid the redness that hung in the atmosphere of the room. Something told me that it was making a final effort against the help that was coming. I saw the indigo circle was now some inches from the floor, and every moment I expected to see it flash into streams of indigo fire running down the pale slopes of the snout. I could see the circle beginning to move upward at a perceptible speed. The monster was triumphing. Out in some realm of space, a low, continuous thunder sounded. The thing in the great heights was coming fast, but it could never come in time. The thunder grew from a low, far mutter into a deep, steady rolling of sound. It grew louder and louder, and as it grew, I saw the indigo circle, now shining through the red gloom of the room, it was a whole foot off the floor. I thought I saw a faint splutter of indigo light. The final circle of the barrier was beginning to melt. That instant, the thunder of the thing in flight, which my brain heard so plainly, rose into a crashing, a world-shaking bellow of speed making the room rock and vibrate to an immensity of sound. A strange flash of blue flame ripped open the funnel of cloud momentarily from top to base, and I saw for one brief instant the pallid monstrosity of the hog, stark and pale and dreadful. Then the sides of the funnel joined again, hiding the thing from me as the funnel became submerged quickly into a dome of silent blue light, God's own color. All at once it seemed the cloud had gone, and from floor to ceiling of the room, in awful majesty... Like a living presence, there appeared that dome of blue fire, banded with three rings of green light at equal distances. There was no sound or movement, not even a flicker. Nor could I see anything in the light. But looking into it, it was like looking into the cold blue of the skies. But I felt sure that there had come to our aid one of those inscrutable forces which govern the spinning of the outer circle. For the dome of blue light, banded with three green bands of silent fire, was the outward a visible sign of an enormous force, undoubtedly of a defensive nature. Through ten minutes of absolute silence, I stood there in the blue circle, watching the phenomena. Minute by minute, I saw the heavy repellent red driven out of the room as the place lightened quite noticeably. And as it lightened, the body of Baines began to resolve, out of a shapeless length of shadow, detail by detail, until I could see the braces with which I had lashed his wrists together. And as I looked at him, his body moved slightly and in a weak but perfectly sane voice he said I've had it again my god I've had it again (laughs) I'm having one (laughs) coming I knelt down quickly by his side and loosened the braces from his wrists helping him to turn over and sit up he gripped my arm a little crazily with both hands I went to sleep after all he said and I've been down there again. My god, it nearly <laughs> had me. I was down in that awful place that had seemed to be just around a great corner, and I was stopped from coming back. I seemed to have been fighting for ages and ages. I felt I was going mad. Mad. I've been nearly down into a hell. I could hear you calling down to me from some awful height. I could hear your voice echoing along yellow passages. They were <laughs> yellow. I know they were. And I tried to come, and I couldn't. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but that's denial. Yeah.
2: Oh, no, he couldn't come. <laughs> this
3: whole yeah, thing wasn't well, we worth that thousand dollars, Karnaki. He so couldn't
2: come. <laughs> did did oh, you see me? God. I asked him when he stopped, gasping. No, he answered, leaning his hand against my... Damn it! His head!
1: Ugh! So close. We're so, mm. close. We're so
3: close. Sorry. Oh. So, Ken, would you like to do this one?
1: No, he answered, leaning his head against my shoulder. I tell you, it nearly got me that time. I shall never dare go to sleep again as long as I live. Why didn't you wake me? (laughs) I did, I told him. I had you in my arms most of the time. You kept looking up into my eyes as if you knew I was there. I know, he said If we just lay here I know, he said I remember now, but you seemed to be up at the top of a frightful hole Miles and miles up from me (laughs) And those horrors were grunting and squealing and howling And trying to catch me and keep me down there But I couldn't see anything Only the yellow walls of those passages And all the time there was something round the corner Anyway, you're safe enough now, I told him And I'll guarantee you shall be safe in the future. The room had grown dark, save for the light from the blue circle. The dome had disappeared. The whirling funnel of black cloud had gone. The hog had gone. And the light had died out of the indigo circle. And the atmosphere of the room was safe and normal again. Very normal. (laughs) Completely normal. extremely normal. As I proved, by moving the switch, which was near to me so as to lessen the defensive power of the blue circle enable me to quote-unquote feel the outside tension, then I turned to Banes. Come along, I said. We'll go and get something to eat and have a rest. But Banes was already sleeping like a tired child, his head pillowed on his hand. Poor little devil, I said as I picked him up in my arms. Poor little devil. This dude is small enough that Karnaki can just scoop him up. It just picks him up. just like scoops him. He gives him a little up. I walked across to the main switchboard and threw over the current so as to throw the quote-unquote V protective pulse out of the four walls and the door. Then I carried Banes out into the sweet, wholesome normality of everything.
2: <laughs> out of the rubber room where we were dressed like rubber pigs.
1: It seemed wonderful coming out of that chamber of horrors, and it seemed wonderful still to see my bedroom door opposite. Wait, this room in his house is right next to his bedroom, and, and he's
2: and he's carrying I'm this, this small, adorable man out and towards his bedroom. It's happening after their very
1: intense play session. <laughs> wow. I mean, I mean, like, damn. (laughs) My bedroom door opposite, wide open, with the bed looking so soft and white as usual, so ordinary and human. Can you chaps understand? Oi, chap. (laughs) Oh, blimey. I carried Baines into the room and put him on the couch, and then it was I realized how much I'd been up against, for when I was getting myself a drink, I dropped the bottle and had to get another. After I had made Baines drink a glass, I laid him on the bed. Now I said... At least we know Karnaki's good at aftercare. Now I said, look into my eyes fixedly. Do you hear me? You are going off to sleep safely and soundly. And if anything troubles you, obey me and wake up. Now sleep, sleep, sleep! (laughs) What could be more relaxing than that?
2: Yeah, very relaxing. So we
1: have pig play and... Hypno-fetish.
2: I mean, we've had a- l- the
1: same- Yeah. Story. We have
2: had a lot of things.
0: <laughs> Pig play, rubber, hypno, like, basic yeah, We
2: BDSM. had a little blood sport. Blood play? Yeah.
1: Yeah. A little blood play. I swept my hands down over his eyes half a dozen times. And he fell over like a child. You know how kids are. Always toppling over. (laughs) You kids are are passing all the time. I knew that if the danger came again, he would obey my will and wake up. I intend to cure him, partly by hypnotic suggestion, partly by a certain electrical treatment which I am getting Dr. Witten to give him. Okay, electroshock fetish, yeah. That night, I slept on the couch... And when I went to look at Baines in the morning, I found him still sleeping. So, leaving him there, I went into the test room to examine results. I found them very surprising. Inside the room, I had a queer feeling, as you can imagine. It was extraordinary. Yeah. I had several. <laughs> It was extraordinary to stand there in that curious bluish light from the treated windows and see the blue circle lying, still glowing where I had left it, and further on. Sir. Sir, please. Sir, we're recording a podcast. (laughs) He's got commentary. He needs to stop having commentary.
3: Wait, did Jack the Lad make you mess up?
1: I'm going to call that a distraction, yeah, because somebody continues to scream about the hog. I think we're all going to be
2: screaming about the hog for many nights.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yeah.
0: I'm about to have nightmares just like Vance.
2: Preparing. (laughs) Yeah?
3: Alright, well, I guess who's next?
2: Isn't it you, Chris?
3: Well, it depends on if we want to pass it to D or just straight to me.
2: I think we can pass it to D. Wait, but that- Oh, sure, whatever. Can pass it to D.
0: (laughs) And further on, the defense, lying circle within circle, all out, and in the center, the glass-legged table standing where a few hours before, it had been submerged in the horrible monstrosity of the hog. I tell you, it all seemed like a wild and horrible dream as I stood there and looked. I have carried out some curious tests in there before now, as you know, but I've never come nearer to a catastrophe. I left the door open so as not to feel shut in, and then I walked over to the defense. I was intensely curious to see what had happened physically under the action of such a force as the hog. I found unmistakable signs that proved the thing had been indeed a psychic manifestation, for there had been no psychic or physical illusion about the melting of the violet circle. There remained nothing of it except a ring of patches of melted glass. The gutta base had been fused entirely. But the floor and everything was intact. You see, the saiet forms can often attack and destroy, or even make use of the very defensive material used against them. There's an interesting side note: the gutta base he's referring to as gutta percha is kind of a, a kind of early rubber made from uh, oh, a tree sap, rubber tree sap. Stepping over the outer circle and looking closely at the indigo circle, I saw that it was melted clean through in several places. Another fraction of time and the hog would have been free to expand as <laughs> expand hog. Expand hog <laughs> I actually just pictured the fuck like Pink Floyd's big like Oh yeah <laughs> Okay yeah.
3: Sorry I All lost right. it Another fraction of time and the hog would have been free to expand as an invisible mist of horror and destruction into the atmosphere of the world And then
2: yeah, just like <laughs> just Peter like Frampton's balloon. What do you know?
3: In that very moment of time, salvation had come. I wonder if you can get my feelings as I stood there staring down at the destroyed barrier. Karnaki began to knock out his pipe, which is always a sign that he has ended his tale, oh, and is ready God. to answer any questions we may want to ask. Taylor was first in. Why didn't you use the electric pentacle as well as your new <laughs> spectrum circle? He asked. <laughs> because (laughs) replied Karnaki, the (laughs) pentacle is simply defensive and i wish to have the power to make a focus during the early part of the experiment and then at the critical moment to change the combination of the colors so as to have a defense against the results of the focus you follow me no you see he went on (laughs) seeing we hadn't grasped his meaning there can be no focus within a pentacle It is just of a defensive nature. Even if I had switched the current out of the electric pentacle, I should still have had to contend with the peculiar and undoubtedly defensive power that its form seems to exert, and this would have been sufficient to blur the focus. In this new research work I'm doing, I'm bound to use a focus and so the pentacle is barred. But I'm not sure it matters. I'm convinced this new spectrum defense of mine will prove absolutely invulnerable when I've learned how to use it. (laughs) But it will take me some time. This last case has taught me something new. I had never thought of combining green with blue. But the three (laughs) bands of green and the blue of that dome has set me thinking. If only I knew the right combinations. It's the combinations I've got to learn. You'll understand better the importance of these combinations when I remind you that green by itself is, in a very limited way, more deadly than red itself. And red is the danger color of all.
0: Oh my god, what is with this fucking- Oh my god, this color theory, stop it!
3: Tell us, Karnaki. I said. What is the hog? Can you- I mean, what kind of monstrosity is it? Did you really see it, or was it all some horrible, dangerous kind of dream? How do you know it was one of the outer monsters? And what is the difference between that sort of danger and the sort of thing you saw in the gateway of the monster case? Look, dude, I almost shot a
2: man. I almost shot a man. Like it was, it was real. (laughs) Shot a fucking straight in his braincase. It was real.
3: real. (laughs) Steady, laughed Karnaki. One at a time. I'll answer all your questions, but I don't think I'll take them quite in your order. For instance, speaking about actually seeing the hog, I might say that speaking generally, things seen of a ghostly nature are not seen with the eyes; they are seen with the mental eye, which has the psychic quality, not always developed to a usable state in addition to its normal duty of revealing to the brain what our physical eyes record. You will understand that when we see ghostly things, it is often the mental eye performing simultaneously the duty of revealing to the brain what the physical eye sees as well as what it sees itself. The two sights blending their functions in such a fashion gives us the impression that we are actually seeing through our physical eyes the whole of the sight that is being revealed to the brain. In this way, we get an impression of seeing with our physical eyes both the material and the immaterial parts of an abnormal scene, for each part being received and revealed to the brain by machinery suitable to the particular purpose appears to have equal value of reality, that is, it appears to be equally material. Do you follow me? We n- No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. Nah.
3: <laughs> we nodded our assent, and Karnaki continued. In the same way, were anything to threaten our psychic body, we should have the impression, generally speaking, that it was a physical body that had been threatened, because our psychic sensations and impressions would be superimposed upon our physical, in the same way that our psychic and our physical sight are superimposed. Our sensations would blend in such a way that it would be impossible to differentiate between what we felt physically and what we felt psychically. To explain better what I mean... A man may seem to himself in a ghostly adventure to fall actually, that is, to be falling in a physical sense, but all the while it may be his psychic entity or being, call it what you will, that is falling, but to his brain there is presented the sensation of falling altogether. Do you get me? No. At the same at the same nope, time, a please remember that the danger is nonetheless because it is his psychic body that falls... I am referring to the sensation I had of falling during the time of stepping across the mouth of that pit. My physical body could walk over it easily and feel the floor solid under me, but my psychic body was in very real danger of falling. Indeed, I may be said to have literally carried my psychic body over, held within me by the pull of my life force. You see, to my psychic body, the pit was as real and as actual as a coal pit. Would have been to my physical body. It was merely the pull of my life force which prevented my psychic body from falling out of me, rather like a plummet, down through the everlasting depth in obedience to the giant pull of the monster. As you will remember, the pull of the hog was too great for my life force to withstand, (laughs) and psychically, (laughs) I began to fall. (laughs) Immediately on my brain was recorded a sensation identical with that which would have been recorded on it had my actual physical body been falling. It was a risk I took, but as you know, I had to take it to get to the switch in the battery. When I had that physical sense of falling and seemed to see the black misty sides of the pit all around me, it was my mental eye recording upon the brain what it was seeing. My psychic body had actually begun to fall and was really below the edge of the pit, but still in contact with me. In other words, my physical, magnetic, and psychic halos were still mingled.
0: I'm going to kill Karnaki. I'm going to kill (laughs) the author with my bare
2: hands. I'm going to go 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 down to fucking Pig Hell and find him. Take him out.
1: We're going going to Pig 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 Hell. hell. Everybody get your fucking... Let's go to Pig Hell. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My physical
3: body was still standing firmly upon the floor of the room, but if I had not each time by effort or will forced my physical body across to the side, my psychic body would have fallen completely out of contact with me and gone like some ghostly meteorite obedient to the pull of the hog. The curious sensation I had of forcing myself through an obstructing medium was not a physical sensation at all, as we understand that word, but rather the psychic sensation of forcing my entity to recross the gap that had already formed between my falling psychic body now below the edge of the pit and my physical body standing on the floor of the room. And that gap was full of a force that strove to prevent my body and soul from rejoining. It was a terrible experience. Do you remember how I could still see with my brain through the eyes of my psychic body, though it had already <laughs> fallen some distance out of me? That is an extraordinary thing to remember.
2: Chris, I'm, so- I'm sorry, but, like, I feel like you're just repeating the same... Like fifteen words in a different order. Like I feel like that's been happening for, yeah. like, for like
1: five minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh. same. I f- I feel like he's actually found a way to like like the black creeping. Do you guys
3: understand how, as a visually impaired person, how difficult it is for me to differentiate between seeing the words "psychic" and "physical" every time they pop up?
1: Yeah, I can only
2: yeah, imagine. it's not great, and I'm really sorry that you're reading this part, because it is just awful.
3: However, to get ahead, all ghostly phenomena are extremely diffuse in a normal state. They become actively physically dangerous in all cases where they are concentrated. The best off-hand illustration I can think of is the all-familiar electricity, a force which, by the way, we are too prone to imagine we understand because we've named and harnessed it, to use a popular phrase but we don't understand it at all it is still a complete fundamental mystery well electricity when diffused is an imagined and unpictured something but when concentrated it is sudden death have you got me in that take for instance no? that explanation is a very very crude sort of illustration of what the hog is the hog is one of those million mile long clouds of nebulosity lying in the outer circle it is because of this that I term those clouds of force the Outer Monsters. What they are exactly is a tremendous question to answer. I sometimes wonder whether Dodgson there realizes just how impossible it is to answer some of his questions, and Karnaki laughed.
0: Ha <laughs> that fucking <laughs> idiot. You didn't understand any of that dumb
3: shit I just said. But to said. make a brief attempt at it, there is around this planet and presumably others, of course, circles of what I might call emanations. This is an extremely light gas. Or shall I say ether? Poor ether! It's been hard worked in its time! Go back one moment to your school days and bear in mind that at one time the Earth was just a sphere of extremely hot gases. These gases condensed in the form of materials and other solid matters. But there are some that are not yet solidified air, for instance. Well, we have an Earth sphere of solid matter on which to stamp as solidly as we like. And round about that sphere, there lies a ring of gases that consti- The constit Fuck.
2: <laughs> oh, God. Oh you God. done
1: very well. Yeah, you
2: have- you read the worst part of this, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: Right.
0: Someone bring us uh, home, please.
2: Well, we have an earth sphere of solid matter on which to stamp as solidly as we like. And round about that sphere, there lies a ring of gases, the constituents of which enter largely into all life, as we understand life. That is, air! (laughs) You know, air is life! Okay. Air. Okay. (laughs) But this is not the only circle of gas which is floating round us. There are, as I have been forced to conclude, larger and more attenuated gas belts lying, zone on zone, far up and around us. These compose, what I have called, the inner circles. They are surrounded in turn by a circle, a belt of what I have called, for want of a better word, emanations. This circle, which I have named the outer circle, cannot lie less than a hundred thousand miles off the earth and has a thickness, which I presume to be anything between 5 and 10 million miles. So, okay, so at this point, he is just, like... any <laughs> Anywhere just... between 5 miles and <laughs> so 10 million point, miles. He is just making <laughs> shit up, like, yeah, I don't know, this is, there's gas or I don't know, like, there's, like, like,
3: farts around the <laughs> uh, world or something, and they got monsters in it. Just look out for monsters yeah, in someone... your farts. <laughs>
4: yeah, this, Fart
2: this just is, like, somebody getting caught in something and having to do their best to explain it. And knowing that they can just bullshit and get away with it.
0: <clears throat> yes. Yeah, the, the, hog is, the hog is anywhere from three inches to 400 mm-hmm. trillion me, miles baby. long. <sighs>
2: <laughs> I believe, but I cannot prove, that it does not spin with the earth, but in the opposite direction, for which a plausible cause might be found in the study of the theory upon which a certain electrical machine is constructed. I have reason to believe that the spinning of this, the outer circle, is distributed from time to time through causes which are quite unknown to me, but which I believe are based in physical phenomena. Now, the outer circle is the psychic circle, yet it is also physical. To illustrate what I mean, I must again instance electricity and say that just as electricity discovered itself to us as something quite different from any of our previous conceptions of matter, so is the psychic or outer circle different from any of our previous conceptions of matter. Yet, it is nonetheless physical in its origin. And in the sense that electricity is physical, the outer or psychic circle is physical in its constituents. Speaking pictorially, it is physically (laughs) to the inner circle what the inner circle is to the upper strata of the air and what the air as we know that intimate gas is to the waters and the waters to the solid world. You get my line of suggestion? Fuck no, No, Karnacki! What are you saying? (laughs) (laughs) I got a lot of intimate gas gas in me right now
3: after the dinner I had. Let me tell you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, intimate (laughs) gas can be only can be only one thing. We all nodded, and Karnacki resumed. Well, now let me apply this to what I am leading up to. I suggest that these million-mile-long clouds of monstrosity with float in the psychic or outer circle are bred of the elements of that circle. They are tremendous psychic forces bred out of its elements, just as an octopus or shark is bred out of the sea. Or a tiger or any other physical force is bred out of the elements of its earth and air surroundings. What? What the fuck? He's saying think that, like, the gas of? demons fuck each other and they're all made of gas. Just, like, earth creatures fuck each other and they're all made out of, like, earth stuff, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Uh, okay. I can't. So, like, when when Chris read, the, I think it was Chris or maybe it was Ken. When one of you read the line that was like, ah, oh, Karnaki like, tapped out his pipe, I was like, oh, thank God we're near the end. And now I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: He's like, no, I gotta explain my whole philosophy. Well, because usually he kicks
2: him the detail. fuck out right after he's done with the story. So, Ugh, all right, sorry, I need some yeah. water.
1: Since when does he answer questions? What's this fucking Q and A shit?
2: Uh.
1: <clears throat> yeah.
2: <Ahem. sighs> to go further, a physical man is composed entirely from the constituents of earth and air, by which terms I include sunlight and water and condiments. <laughs>
0: Ooh,
2: mayo! <laughs> I'm sorry, this. Ketchup. Mustard. I gotta
0: put some togarashi you know, on it. Really yeah. man.
2: man is made of, you know, 80% water, a little, little sunlight, a little earth, and a little mustard. It's fine. Oh, a dash of paprika. Dash of paprika. <laughs> Alright. A little Dijon. In other words, without earth and air and mayonnaise, he could not be! <laughs> or to put it another way, earth and air breed within themselves the materials of the body and the brain, and therefore, presumably, the machine of intelligence... Now, apply this line of thought, apply those condiments, to the psychic or outer circle, which, though so attenuated that I may crudely presume it to be approximate to our conception of ether, yet contains all the elements for the production of certain phases of force and intelligence. But these elements are in a form as little like matter as the emanations of scent are like the scent itself. Equally, the force and intelligence producing capacity of the outer circle no more approximates to the life and intelligence producing capacity of the earth and air than the results of the out of circle constituents resemble the results of earth and air i wonder whether i make it clear no don't. <laughs> i honestly don't know how i'm reading this so effectively because i feel like i'm just saying words <laughs> I feel like <laughs> that might
0: be it. <laughs> it's it's it's, it's word salad. For it's real like though. I feel
2: like an alien. Like I kind of know how humans talk, so I can like put the words in certain inflections and make it sound like a, a real sentence with meaning. But I'm just saying, fucking whatever. And so it seems to me, we have the conception of a huge psychic world bred out of the physical, lying far outside of this world and completely encompassing it. Except for the doorways, about which I hope to tell you some other evening. This enormous psychic world of the outer circle breeds, if I may use the term, its own psychic forces and don't, intelligences, don't use <laughs> monstrous and otherwise, just as this world produces its own physical forces and intelligences, beings, animals, insects, etc., monstrous and otherwise. The monstrosities of the outer circle are malignant towards all that we consider most desirable... Just in the same way, a shark or a tiger may be considered malignant. I, fu- okay, fuck you, Karnaki. You leave sharks and tigers alone; they are fine. Yeah, I consider I consider sharks
0: very useful to my everything I consider because what I consider desirable is sharks, yeah. Karnacki. You don't so need to be my ass. I need to create
2: more <laughs> negative, you know, negative shark media attention.
0: Negative predator Ugh. fucking media. Yeah, fuck you, man. And for and second of all, uh, the Mastracchio's outer circle are not malignant to everything I consider most desirable. Because I would have loved it <laughs> if would blown his brains out.
3: Speaking of Paris, why don't you just fucking blow this story's brains out, please? I
2: am. Yeah. Click click boom. Yes and no. I answered. You've been a brick to make the attempt, but there are still. Whoa, about- Paris!
3: You skipped like f- a whole paragraph.
2: No. No. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, you skipped I yes, a lot. You yes, you did. No. No. It's it's not there.
3: Paris, uh, I have a whole other uh, paragraph what? that oh, Chris, after which you just
2: Chris, when I okay, I'm gonna read the monstrosities of the outer circle are, 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 are the outer circle are malignant towards all that we consider most desirable, just in the same way a tiger, a shark, or a tiger may be considered malignant. And then if I click next, it just says yes and no. I answered no.
3: I have a whole entire thing here.
2: We are looking at the same document.
3: The monstrosities of the outer circle are malignant towards all that we consider most desirable, just in the same way a shark or tiger may be considered malignant, in a physical way to all that we consider desirable. They are predatory.
2: I don't understand, but that does not... Hang on. I want to
1: share my screen. Yeah, that's that's what I've got here. I
2: want you all to know I'm not insane. I just, I feel like you almost (laughs) think I'm so stupid, but I'm... I don't think you're stupid.
1: I think something no, I, got forged no, I think... in your file.
3: Yeah, because I don't click next, Yeah, Paris. I, think the, I, think the I just have, have it on my phone, so I'm not clicking you. next. I think that it cut off a paragraph, like a half of this paragraph. Two oh. paragraphs.
2: All right. Well, yeah. I guess I literally can't read it. I it's literally can't It's probably just an e-reader fuck That's up. stupid.
1: The monstrosities of the outer circle are malignant towards all that we consider most desirable, just in the same way a shark or a tiger may be considered malignant in a physical way to all that we consider desirable. They are predatory as all positive forces predatory. They have desires regarding us which are incredibly more dreadful to our minds when comprehended than an intelligent sheep would consider our desires towards its own carcass. They plunder and destroy to satisfy lusts and hungers exactly as other forms of existence plunder and destroy to satisfy their lusts and hungers. I
2: have none of this. And
1: the desire...
2: (laughs) In my copy, none of this.
1: And the desire of these monsters is chiefly, if not always, for the psychic entity of the human. But that's as much as I can tell you tonight. Some evening I want to tell you about the tremendous mystery of the capital P Psychic capital D doorways. In the meantime, have I made things a bit clearer to you, Dodgson? Fuck you,
0: Karnacki! That's Dodgson! He said fuck yes you! Yes and
1: no, I answered. He said, You've been a brick to make the attempt, but there are still about 10,000 other things I want to know. <laughs> yeah, like where do you get off? In the room immediately across from his bedroom. We've yeah, it's this. covered in rubber.
2: We know we know where <laughs> he gets off.
1: Karnaki stood up. Out you go, he said, using the recognized formula in friendly fashion. Out you go. I want to sleep. And shaking him by the hand, we strolled out onto the quiet embankment. Why would you shake his hand?
2: I know where those. Hands oh, it's be. over. Yeah, you
1: know where it's been. He just told you where it had been in minute detail. Oh, it's
2: over. <sighs> I fucking- I shake his
1: hand and I'm throw him out the so fucking mad. window. I'm so mad.
2: I can't believe <laughs> that over. I couldn't fucking end that. It is over. That's the fucking curse of the
3: hog, Paris, is what that was.
2: <laughs> curse of the hog.
0: That's the, that's the sweet fat
2: curse of the hog. Curse oh of the hog.
1: Well, thank you all for coming with us on that Karnaki journey. Uh, Holy shit. Uh,
3: We're approaching- good. Two and a half hours here, three hours nearly.
1: Almost three hours oh of raw God. audio, yeah. raw hog audio. Is this is what
0: people. This is what like knights felt like after a long, like a battle <laughs> together, kinship. I-, I-, I want to link arms with all of you and just not complete yeah,
4: our, our quest.
2: Oh really. yeah, I yeah, and yet we're not getting paid for it, so. Yeah, no, but we was, did it for glory. honor. We did it for
1: honor. We did. We could get paid to it if people would donate to our respective Patreon. It's, it's
2: as as we very do, we, true. At do both Patreon.com
1: slash Antiques Or
2: Patreon.com slash charitable Book Club. <laughs>
1: oh. We do it for you. I audio edit for you.
2: All those pig squeals. <laughs> Chris, I'm so sorry. This is going to be a rough edit. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs>
3: shall yeah. be my masterpiece Chris. i'm gonna
0: this be, gonna
4: be a i'm gonna be complaining wiggly. the whole time it's it. <laughs> but it's gonna
3: come out the other end special
1: i hope
2: it's gonna come out the other end like a, a pale hog snout from hell
1: mm-hmm. beautiful
2: and pristine Just and a terrifying. symphony
1: of squeals Mud.
0: yeah there was there, there was like a maybe a five minute span where that's great yeah really there cool. was
3: some good parts in here
2: Yeah, and then the rest of it happened. Yeah, Yeah, except when he was like, "All right, shit's getting real. I might shoot this guy in the head." He was like, "But then I moved this plate three inches to the left, and then I took five (laughs) five steps to the right. Then I moved northward through the room, and then
1: the blue circle was my hands on my hips, and I put my
2: knees in tight. Then
3: I was in the red circle, but that (laughs) was farther out. It was like thirty inches from the first circle that was blue."
2: It's like listening to someone narrate a game of fucking Twister. Like, I just Oh
1: oh god, God.
2: yeah. (laughs) Then my left foot's not blue, yeah. Well, and also, did you not like this is this the origin of the phrase Deus Ex Machina? Because (laughs) he is saved literally by God's blue light just coming in. The origin of the phrase Deus Ex Machina (laughs) is the ancient World of theater. That's why it's a Latin phrase. Oh well, I don't know. I, I'm thinking like li- in literary terms, like where you know.
3: Yeah, listen, yeah, we've all gone a little really hog wild here. So,
2: oh, Chris. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, it just felt like wow. This is just literally that phrase. Like you literally are just.
0: <sighs> I just love that. Like yeah, that like Carnacki was doing such a good job. I guess, summoning Hog, that God was just like, oh, fucking tight. Can't believe he did that. And then, and was just like, I better get him out of this jam.
2: And then God's right. (laughs) God's like, well, you know, I mean, what are the chances that these circumstances are going to happen again? We got a a rubber room, a guy with rainbow vacuums, two men in rubber pig suits. You know, I mean, I just really feel like this is a unique case. I'm going to rescue him. And then, and then God, like, kind of,
0: he leans in and he's like, there's fucking green circles inside <laughs> of blue, bro. You didn't get your circles right.
2: Yeah, I just I just don't think it's very interesting when your story is like Right as I was about to go mad, the blue light of God fixed everything. The end. Like
0: Yeah, G- Jesus H. Christ himself descended, he gave me a fucking I would have <laughs> much
2: preferred if he had figured something out. Or even about better
1: And his yeah. desires. Ev-
2: yeah, even better if the hog if if he and uh, B- Barnes Baines? Baines, if he and Baines, Baines just got on the back of the hog and rode off to Gay Hell together, like never to be heard from again, that really would have oh, been the
1: super hell, like in Supernatural. That
2: uh, sure, that yeah. Oh,
0: no, uh, honest to God, if if it had been like Carnacki, been partially tainted by the hog, and it had like opened his eyes up into more of the mysteries, that would yeah, we went like, bloodborne cool on this ending. shit. Like, Karnaki's like, I guess I'm part fucking, yeah, like, I'm part hog now, but I can I can see the fucking colors of the yeah, universe. Yeah, that would have been like so much sweet. more
2: satisfying than this.
3: I would have even taken, I tripped and fell into the controls and it changed the colors and it saved me by accident.
2: <laughs> I mean, st- I would have still been yeah. mad at that, but less mad. Less mad for sure.
3: Okay. We're done, like, we're done here, right? Like, it, it's all over. <laughs> like, you know, we're staring into the black gaping maw before
4: it's us. and. So-
2: yeah, There's I mean, I have. Of I'm, I mean, I have my pistol here, so you know, like it's just <laughs> no, since, no, no. Yeah, no. I was, the,
0: the the thing is, for a while, I was considering <laughs> no, shooting everyone around really me and myself.
2: Oh, I'm. Thank you, everyone, for your patience and uh, endurance this evening.
3: All right. <laughs> oh, well, good lord. We'll see you. Whatever. We'll, we'll see how. We'll have to see what Ken has. Cooked up for us next time. Yay!
0: Okay. Bye, right, everybody. So done recording, Bye! All right. Bye, everybody.
1: Stop. If you enjoyed the audio engineering, sound design, and music used in this episode, and would like to use it in your own projects, you should email chris.rasmusiewicz at gmail.com. That's chris.ramusi.com e-w-i-c-z at gmail.com or visit osilkaaudio.com that's o-s-e-l-k-a audio.com if you would like to suggest episode topics or just say hello you can email us directly podcast at gmail.com you can post in our facebook group antiques freaks friends or you can tag us on tumblr if you would like to listen to deleted scenes, or listen to our special bonus episode presentation of the Victorian Penny Dreadful Var the Vampire, you can hit up our Patreon at patreon.com slash antiquesfreaks. Special shout out to our patrons for paying our hosting fees and filling our hearts with love, and thank you in particular for listening. Au revoir!